What's going on, ladies and gentlemen? Welcome back. Today's episode is going to be brought to you by Mystery Ranch, built for the mission. And if you haven't been rocking a Mystery Ranch wildland firefighting pack, well, you're doing it wrong in your back, probably hurts your knees hurt and all that other stuff. But Mystery Ranch is built for the mission. And what do I mean by that? Well, we're going to take a little history lesson. Why was Mystery Ranch actually creative? Well, because they're in the business to make lives better on the, on the ground. That's basically it. And because they actually give a shit about you guys. Yeah. Uh, old Lucas Mayfield over there is uh, the fire director, the fire uh, chief, if you will, the person who is putting in design elements from feedback from you firefighters on the ground to make the packs bigger, better, stronger, and more comfortable, and you name it, they're in it. Back in the day, you know, Dana Gleason, I did an episode with him. He's pretty rad. So how was uh, Mystery Ranch created? Uh, Dana and a South Ops shot crew who shall not be named, decided to uh, go to work and change how wildland firefighters work by designing the best damn packs in the game. So if you want to find out more, go over to www.mysteryranch.com and check it out. And while you're at it, they can't build better packs unless you give them feedback. So fill out a little request if you got some uh, good suggestions or some improvements to uh, an already bitching pack. Well, they want to hear it. Why? Because they give a shit and they recognize that the wildland firefighter community needs the best damn packs in the game to do their job the best way possible. So if you want to find out more, go over to www.mysteryranch.com and check out the Shift SC. It's a new pack. It's designed for USAR and SAR and REMS teams for a uh, 72 hour solution. And those folks that don't have to uh, carry a fire shelter is pretty cool. And while you're at it, check out the big Ernie. Yeah. Well, if you need a uh, big old pack to throw your stuff in, say you're going over, uh, I don't know, a long period of time. Well, check out that big Ernie pack and also check out the Backbone series. Yeah, it's all located over there at www.mysteryranch.com. Go check it out. The Anchor Point Podcast is also going to be brought to you by our premier coffee sponsor, and that's going to be none other than Hot Shop Brewery. It's kick-ass coffee for kick-ass cause, and a portion of the proceeds will always go back to the Wildland Firefighter Foundation. So if you're in the market for some uh, kick-ass coffee, well, go over there, www.hotshopbrewing.com, and check it out. And while you're at it, check out their full line of Wildland Firefighter-themed apparel and all the tools to get your morning started off right. Yeah, it's pretty awesome. So like I said, once again, one more time, www.hotshotbrewing.com. And while you're over there, go and uh, check out some of yours truly's stuff. Yeah. Uh, Hotshot Brewing actually carries a bunch of Anchor Point merch and swag. So I'd appreciate the support. And if you want to get your hands on some limited edition stuff from Anchor Point, well, go over to www.hotshotbrewing.com. The Anchor Point Podcast would also like to give a quick little shout out to our buddy booze over at the Ass Movement. And you might be wondering what that is. Well, they're not really a sponsor of the show, but I just believe in his stuff. Yeah, he makes some awesome stuff. So I'm supporting him. Yeah, he doesn't pay me. He might give me some ass movement swag, but I think it's awesome. Anyways, the ass movement is the anti-surface shitting movement, and they are serious about stewardship of the land and cleaning up your damn mess. It's gross. Yeah, I don't know about you guys, but uh, I absolutely hate seeing a fresh gift wrapped turd in toilet paper on the side of the road or at my favorite fishing hole or anywhere in public land. It needs to stop. Bury your shit. So if you want to spread the good word about burying your turds, go over to www.thefirewild.com and check out the ass movement. We're listening just to the Anchor Point podcast and get 10% off their entire order by using code anchorpointass10 at checkout. So once again, go over to www.thefirewild.com 
Com and check out the ass movement. And last but not least, we've got, they're not really a sponsor. Actually, they don't support the show. I just believe in their cause and what Bethany over there at the AWE, the American Wildfire Experience slash Smoky Generation, as you all well probably know, is doing over there. I believe in her mission and you should too. It is preserving the stories of thousands of firefighters across the globe and it's freaking awesome so if you want a little trip down memory lane or you want to get some insight from peers in your field that would be wildland firefighting globally now it's a global affair go over to www.wildfireexperience.org and check it out they are also the hosts of the Smoky Generation grant program so if you are one of those folks that are telling a story of wildland firefighting well Go over to www.wildfireexperience.org and check out the Smoky Generation where you, yes, you, if you're telling the story of wildland fire, can win one of these $500 Smoky Generation grants. Hell, even yours truly won one of these uh, honors, but I donated it back to the organization because I believe in them that much. Yeah, it's awesome. So once again, go over to www.wildfireexperience.org wildfireexperience.org and check it out. Bethany, you have a kick-ass organization over there. Keep it up. The views and opinions of this podcast do not reflect the views and opinions of the United States government, the Department of the Interior, the Department of Defense, the Department of Agriculture, the United States Forest Service, the Bureau of Land Management, National Park Service, the Bureau of Indian Affairs, or any private, municipal, county, or state firefighting organization, any law enforcement agency, any medical provider, or any contractor employed by any federal agency. What's going on, ladies and gentlemen? Welcome back. Hope everybody's doing well, and I hope everybody's keeping their head on a swivel. Uh, yeah, and it's kind of panning out to be a bust for a season. I mean, we're having some pretty good rippers every once in a while, but they're pretty intermittent. It's not like 2020 and 2021. Yeah, those fire seasons were freaking gnarly. So don't get complacent, I guess, is the moral of the story. And uh, also take this as a bit of reprieve because we don't know what 2023 is going to have in store for us. Could be a ripper or could not. We don't know. Anyways, today in the show, we are going to talk all about fly fishing. I am wildly passionate about about fly fishing. Uh, I know there's a couple of listeners out there that I've been fishing with, and it's one of my passions. It's like my meditation. It's my happy place. It is where I go to just let all the stress in my daily life just go to the wayside. It's awesome. Something very healing about water, and there's something very almost meditative about fly fishing. So what we're going to do is we're going to talk to a gentleman by the name of John Engel, and he is the founder of an up-and-coming nonprofit called Hold the Line Fly Fishing. And what his mission is, is to get first responders on the water to help cope with uh, symptoms of PTS and PTSD and PTSI and kind of calm them down, center them, get them reconnected with nature and get them on the water. Anyways, enough of me rambling on. Without further ado, I'd like to introduce my good friend, John Engel. Welcome to The Anger Point. Snaps in audio and hey. video. So, and they're not tech. I tried to be. 
<laughs> it just makes editing a hell of a lot easier. That's, that's so all funny, it does. dude. It's like, it's so like, cool. Yeah, it's fun, man. Different world. This is the setup. <laughs> Anyways, I guess that's a cold open. So there you go. <laughs> ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> welcome to another episode of the Anchor Point Podcast. Today on the show, I've got my good friend and fly fishing buddy, John Engel with Hold the Line Fishing. Thanks, man. Is that even, is it just Hold the Line? Yeah, Hold the Line Fly Fishing. Yeah, yeah that's... That's what I came up with. <laughs> no, it makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. It, it's, uh, uh, again, pea brain over here, dude. it's just, <laughs> it's what worked and what stuck. My yeah. wife liked it. I liked it. So we just went with it. I mean, it's got a lot of purposes behind that day and that title, right? You're holding a line usually. Yeah. Especially if you like, stripping, yeah, it's like right? a little tongue in cheek, you know, yeah. like, but you're also holding line if you're a wildland firefighter or like a, a fucking structure firefighter yeah, or yeah. a police officer or whatever, man, you're holding the line. First responder, right? First responder. Could, be, could, could work for all of us. Yeah. yeah. The folks that keep you safe at night kind of folks. Sure. Yeah. I like it. Well, cheers, man. Yes, sir. Thanks for having me. Yeah. Thanks for coming out. Thanks for the hospitality. Uh, yeah. Thanks for coming out to Reno, man. That's all good. Yeah. Part so, of uh, part of what we do. Fuck yeah, man. Take well, care of each other. Tell us about yourself, dude. Ah, oh, all right. Well. Easy enough. Uh, born and raised in Southern California. Worked down there. Worked for the city of Colton Fire Department. an engineer paramedic. Been at it for, just started my 14th year as a structural fireman. But as we all know, California, get a little bit of everything. Yeah. So you've got wildland experience. You got structure. You got yeah. the medical thing going yeah, on. Yeah. I, I, I really enjoy the wildland side. I know that's, you know, kind of where you're your folks lie for the most part, your, your people to listen, yeah, your, your people to listen. <laughs> but, uh, that's kind of where I started kind of started off with CDF when it was still CDF, not Cal fire back in the day, back in the day, which is not too far long ago. I remember those days. Don was there older than you think, dude. Yeah, it was, <laughs> <laughs> was there for a short time. Um, ended up getting hired with San Bernardino County, um, on what they called a limited term contract. Like kind of so, like a temp seasonal. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But you work, basically a four year span and you're either picked up full time or that was it. It's kind of like the AD program with the feds. It's like a farm league kind of. Yeah. Well, but, but, but you're working the exact same schedule as a full-time guys for $11 an hour and no benefits. Sounds a lot like 10. Yeah. Yeah. So dude. So unfortunately when I got hired, it was right after the 2008 downturn and, uh, there was no spots. There's no money to pick up new guys. Yeah. It was a big ass economic crash. Yeah. Back in yeah. So, so that happened and then laid off for six months. I went back to work on a private ambulance as a medic and then picked up with the city of Colton. I've been there since. So nice. good spot. Good spot. You enjoying it? Very much. Good. Every, every department has its woes right now with call it millennials or Gen lack, Z. Or yeah. The lack whatever. of the workforce. Right. Yeah. And people willing or wanting to work hard um, and kind of attain that goal of being a firefighter. <clears throat> I wasn't going to say fireman, but I know we've got to say firefighter. Um, Fireman, firewoman, whatever, I mean, whatever, whatever you associate as um, yeah. <laughs> we're inclusive here. That's right. So we've seen that decline. Um, but all that to say, it's, it's a very good spot to work. Good guys. We all like to hang out outside of work and, it's good. It's so you got like spot. the like fire family kind of thing. Oh, without a doubt. Yeah. It's, it's, um, it's really good. Nice. Yeah. So camping trips, fishing trips, hunting trips, whatever we, 
we're very close in that's that regard. Good. Yeah, it's a good spot. Nice, man. It's a good so spot. you've been in it for 14 years, you said, right? Yes, sir. That's a long ass time. I mean, what do you guys got to do if they're for your department? Is it 20 out, 25 out? Uh, well, the, the retirement system in California, we're a part of PERS. So it's CalPERS, <laughs> excuse me. So it's, uh, 30 to max out, but it's really up to you, you know, how you plan your life and what you want for retirement. That's, it's, I mean, that's it's pretty much up, everybody. Yeah. It's all so, up to you. Yeah, yeah. It's, there's no hard and fast, but you know, the longer you work, the more pension you get. So a lot of guys stick around for a long time and it's all personal choice. Yeah. No, that makes sense. Man. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I don't know, dude. It seems like uh, the, like the retirement path for a lot of folks these days is a, like either you go and start your own consulting firm or B you like time out, collect your pension and then go AD. Like, do you guys do a lot of that too? Or uh, our your department at least? Yeah. Our guys, man, when they're done, that's kind of it. Like they just, they, <laughs> I'm fucking done. <laughs> exactly, man. They like, they, we have a lot of guys that are very good at, planning. Mm-hmm. And so when they're ready to go, it's, we're going to go do what we want. We're going to go you know, buy a house in another state or be with our grandkids or be with our family. And they don't really worry about extra bullshit. Yeah. Extra yeah. income yeah. or whatever they, and, and it's kind of good because we, I have learned a lot, but then those guys are also imparting that knowledge of, you know, being fiscally responsible on these kids. It may not be. I mean, it, I was always kind of a cheapskate and would try to sock away money, but that's not everybody. But these dudes have imparted that knowledge and it actually, it, it makes a big difference. I think in some of these kids lives are like, Ooh, maybe I don't need that big 2,500 <laughs> diesel on 37s, you know, they're the fucking they, rack and everything. Over the big old bro, yeah. The big old bro dozer, you yeah. know? So it, it's good. It's good. But in our, in our agency, I mean, we're small, man. We're four stations. It's an old city. And it's, it's just small. Like everybody knows everybody's wives Super and kids. Tight. Yeah. It's, 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 it's great in that regard. You know, you talk like I have buddies that work for the big agencies and they're like, oh man, I worked a, an overtime in the Valley the other day and I didn't know a single person. It's that so is strange. That is so weird to me because <laughs> that doesn't happen. We, we have we have that camaraderie and not that other agencies don't, right. We're all doing the same. We're all doing the same job. Yeah. We're all doing the same. We might be a same circus, different clowns, right. We're doing, we might be doing a little different. Um, but for the most part, firefighting firefighting yeah. EMS calls or EMS calls. And it, it's all the same, but I feel very fortunate that I can go have a beer or go camping or fishing or whatever it's not like a big department to where like you're yeah. afraid that like chief is going to show up at the bar or something like that and like harass you or some shit like that. Our the chief, chief is actually probably drinking a beer with you. Bingo. Yeah. He's awesome. So, you know, <laughs> and, and, and everybody has their own opinions of leadership and whatever else, but, but for the most part, we are incredibly tight knit. Like, like I said, we could just go hang out. There's not nonsense or, bullshit or politics. It's just, it's just good, man. Yeah. It's a good spot to be. It's a good agency. It's a good spot to be. Um, not the best paid, not the worst paid. We make great. Good. Yeah. It's just good. It's just, it's, it's very nice to show up to work every day and be happy. 
now that that's makes, incredible. That makes, that makes a huge difference. And, and, and there could always be whatever you want to high in the sky stuff better, but for the most part, it's good. Yeah. It's good. I go to work. I drive a fire engine. Like life is it's good. Fucking cool. Life is it's good cool. for this me. Is good. This is dope. Yeah. Yeah. Like this. <laughs> it's like every little boy's dream. Like, Oh, the fire engine is going, by. it'd be cool to drive that thing. Like I do that, you know? So that's cool. It's like every kid out there. Yeah. Like, I want to be a cop, astronaut, fireman or in the military. Yeah. Like, like, a fighter no, pilot like, or fire something, pilot. you know? Yeah. 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 So it's, it's hard. It's hard to go to work bummed out. Yeah. You know, like every, we're human. Right. So we're going to have those days where we're like, God, and I think my eyes hurt. I can't see going to work today. You know, that kind of stuff, but anal glaucoma. Yeah. But can't see your ass getting out of bed to go to work. Exactly. Dude. <laughs> it's like everybody has those days, but it, it makes it way better when for the most part, you're happy going to work. Oh no, dude. It's awesome. Well, I think finding your happiness too, I think that's going to be a big part of that as well. Like the mentality that you have. Cause if you're just kind of like a miserable yeah. fucking person, you're going to be miserable yeah, everywhere you period. go to drag that shit with you. So yeah, that's a fact hundred percent. That's a fact. <laughs> so, you know, perception is reality. And if you're happy, it's, it's easy to carry that over into your, your work life, your marriage or whatever, right. Whatever, life, yeah, whatever, whatever you're working whatever on right? of life. Let's just call without it without a life. doubt, dude. Yeah. Without a doubt. hundred percent, dude. That's cool, man. And I'm, you know, dude, I'm super thankful that you like talked about the whole like fiscally responsible thing because the fed side of the house, I mean, you're, you're municipal, right? Correct. So things are a little bit different for you, but the municipal department, it's, they've historically have gotten paid a lot better than the federal wildland specifically bogus in my personal opinion. But I think dude, 90% of the people that I listen to this right now, be like, well, yeah, it's fucking bogus. Right. I, I have, <laughs> I have a very deep seated respect for the work done, <coughs> excuse me, by the fed guys. Um, the private guys that do the same job, whatever, same shit. Yeah. Whatever, whatever realm you're in, if you're hiking Hills and punching in line, cut line, it, it boggles my mind that there's not a standard of pay and the ability to get these guys like to a living wage. It's fucking ridiculous. It's crazy. Yeah. I, and I know, and I know they just got that big pay bump. I don't yeah. know if it's, it's temporary and I don't, yeah. So I don't, I, yeah. Shame on me. I didn't do enough research. I didn't, I didn't know. Fucking if no was, one knows about it outside of the feds, dude. That's the, that's the whole thing. It's like, so, this is a big fucking deal. This is the first like pay supplement that fed wildland people have had in like, I don't know, fucking forever, forever, right? Literally forever. So I read about it. I'm like, Oh dude, they're getting, that's a sizable increase in their yearly income. Yeah. Shame on me. I didn't read the whole however many page federal document. It's like 170 pages or something. Yeah. It's, it's bananas. Right. And, I did not know that it was temporary. That's why it has an expiration date. And once you start, dude, this is the whole thing that I'm fearful about. Right. So grassroots wildland firefighters, they had a huge part in that along with NIFI, uh, national federation of federal employees. Right. And they got this $20,000 cap. That's a cap. You can earn up to that. Like depending. Oh, that's not like off the rip. No, 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 no. Like you, you you on the crew, boom, 20, 20 G pay bump, right? This year, this season. Yeah. I think we did the math. And if you have like a six or 700 hour season, I I forget what it was. So don't, don't hold me to this number, but so you had like a six or seven hour, six or 700 hour overtime season. You'd probably cap out if you're a GS four, you get that 20,000, the full $20,000 pay supplement. Yeah. That's a lot of fucking time. 
a lot of people don't understand that. Like when you're working, you, you're, if you, if you're temporary, right. A temporary seasonal, you get half a year, a full year is 2080 hours. Yeah. Ours is like 2,600 and something. So your overtime is built into it then. Right. No, no. no. Overtime goes above and beyond your regularly scheduled days. Mm-hmm. But so, your standard yearly allotment of hours worked is 2,600, right? 26. Yeah. It's 20, 24 times 10 times 12. So whatever based on a 56 hour work week. Gotcha. So ours is, a, we're based off a 56 hour work week. So it, we did the math once and it's a touch over 2,600. So that's like our base. Yeah. And then anything extra is our, our overtime. overtime. Yeah. So the way the feds work, they base it off of a 40 hour work schedule, right? So 40 hours is a standard work week, whatever. See, I'm learning stuff, man. It's, it's great. See, a lot of people don't know this shit, no. right? But I mean, it's the feds. You, you fucking show up to a fire for two weeks, you do your shit and then you take off to the next one, right? Or however many consecutive rolls right. it takes to get the fire out. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And yeah. <laughs> Especially things like the August complex or the Beckworth complex or campfire and yeah. stuff like this. Months, Big right? Big ones. Yeah. Huge. But anyways, I digress. Back to the 1039 appointment. That is one hour short of a half of a standard work year for like Joe public working a desk job at 40 hours a week and you're cut off short. That is temporary seasonal before you have by an to hour by one hour. You don't yes. think they plan that one out, huh? And now you don't have to pay him benefits. You don't have to pay him retirement, oh, wow, all man. this other shit. Right? That's wild. Yeah. Until recently, this Why is are we all taking care of these people. I don't that's, fucking know. that's what boggles my mind is it's, it's not hard to treat people by the golden rule. It's not, but I mean, cost money, but man alive. I, yeah. Dude. I guess my brain doesn't work that way. It's just it, treat people the way you want to be treated. And yeah. Oh, hundred percent. You know, things get better. Right. Typically. Right. Yeah. I mean, mm-hmm. your people are going to work harder. They're going to be happier coming to work. You're not yeah. going to have disgruntled employees, people, you know, committing suicides and doing time away know, from all this stuff. Yeah. Time away shit, from their family. They're friends. compensated appropriately for that time away. Yeah. That's a huge deal. Oh yeah. I hate to say that money solves problems, but in this fucking case it does. Well, man, some of them, some of these problems. Like I said, it's just, it's just taking care of people the way that they should be for the job they're doing. Yeah. And that's the whole thing, right? You're a professional, right? That's what they say. <laughs> you're a professional firefighter, yeah, right? Correct. All right. So you're a medic, you're an engineer. Now on the fed side, we still have those things. We don't have necessarily like the line, but we do have line medics, Sure, but it's not very often you're going to have like a paramedic on a wildland fire right. engine, right? doesn't matter. We still have medical responsibilities. We still have wildland responsibilities and we have some light rescue mm-hmm. responsibilities. Yeah. Are we not fucking professionals? Pay us accordingly. That's, We're that's no different what, than you. It's just like, and I'm a, I don't know about how you feel about this, but I'm a firm believer in separating the two hard, right? Because my opinion, if you start wearing too many hats, that's in like knowing enough to get dangerous. Like, yeah, we can do wildland stuff like that. But if you're going to say Getting oh, into yeah. that, that realm of all risk, right? That's what, like that's true what, all risk, right? That's what they say. Most municipal fire departments will say they're an all risk department. I think it's too many hats, man. Pick one or the other. Do you specialize in wildland or specialize in municipal fire? Sure. Like structured fire. I wouldn't be caught dead running into a fucking burning building. <laughs> just fun. me, man. It's fun though. It's super fun. <laughs> I enjoy it. I don't know how to vent a roof. Dude. <laughs> I can run a saw. Dude, they, 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 that's funny. 
They say they could train a monkey to do our job. So yeah, you can train a monkey how to fucking fight wildland fire too. <laughs> but still, we're I don't know. I don't know. I don't know, man. I I, I, I get guess. where you're coming from. Yeah. yeah. Too many hats. I understand. Let the professionals stick with the professional realm, right? Well, we're not gonna go right like a a, a local government type one is not gonna go into base camp and start spouting off how the feds or Cal Fire where I'm at should be running an incident. No. Just like you don't see that. Just shit. like a green machine ain't going to come into Colton and say, hey, you're fighting that structure fire wrong, dude. No. When does that ever happen? Never, man. Exactly. So I, yeah, that that's what I'm trying yeah, to that say. That separation, that makes, that makes a lot of sense. Yeah. Sure. Let the professionals be professionals, man. And work together to get a common goal accomplished. And pay them accordingly. Anyways, back to the yeah, original yeah, yeah, fucking yeah. point yeah, absolutely, of this whole man. fucking rabbit hole is like, I'm glad you mentioned the like fiscal responsibility thing. Like do not buy the <laughs> goddamn big lifted truck. Like on the last episode that we did here, uh, not your episode, but the sure. previous episode that was released before this. So <laughs> listen to that man. He's going to help you out. So it's a finance episode. It was fucking great. Oh, awesome. Yeah. Yeah. When, all right, dude, when you're 18 years old or 25, 18 to 25 years old and you get a lop of change, like 11 grand as this pay supplement. Right. What are you going to do with it? If you're that probably age? not invest it. I'm not going to, I was going to go buy that Tacoma, but no, don't fucking do that. Please. Oh no, that. Yeah. Yeah. It's a bad move. Just generally regarded as a bad move. <laughs> I would say invest it. Buy low, buy the dip, do something. Throw it into your TSP or something. Keep driving that 2004 Subaru and just rock it. Yeah. Rock, rock that shit until the fucking wheels fall off, man. Those things run forever. They do. Yeah. It, it, it's, imp- <laughs> it's an important thing, man. You, it is. You got to think beyond. And I think it's hard for young guys and girls. Oh yeah. Um, to see beyond like the now, like, like you said, you, you go on a two week roll or whatever and you have your two days of R and R for you guys, you know, and bam, right out to the next one. And you're just hand over fist, right? You oh, see yeah. those checks pile into your, you know, direct deposit. You're like, Oh dude, <laughs> throw it on black. Yeah. Sweet. <laughs> and I'm going to, I'm going to go, let's buy, go to I'm, Vegas, go buy this, this and this. But then you don't realize like, Oh dude, I might need to buy a house one day uh-huh. have a family. And that's where that, that, what are the, what's a big word? Like fiduciary responsibility, right? There we go. There's a like, there you go, today. man. This P brain figured something out. Uh, yeah. That's where. That's, that's where like the older guys, like in a crew in, on an engine company, you know, on a truck company, whatever. Right. To, irregardless of where you're at, like you need those dudes to grab the young guys and just be like, dude, like remove your head yeah, from your anus. Yeah, dude. Like, <laughs> like dislodge that thing. And let's think about this and, and let's be, let's be smart. Right. Yeah. It, it doesn't take much of like leadership. Right. To help a brother out, <laughs> just do it. Just do it. Just help those young guys understand that like money is money is important. It it gets you a lot of places and and helps it sure you as out. fuck helps. That's for sure. But but if you go blow it on that truck, like you're gonna need to replace that thing in ten years. Oh, yeah. you know, or whatever. But the house is gonna make you money. You know, uh, and a smart investment is gonna make you know. You know what I mean? So like, yeah, plan for the future. Yeah, yeah. You can have fun, but just be responsible, yeah. I guess. Don't be an ass. But at 18, you don't oh, know. Any- dude, I'm I'm yeah. the worst. Oh, dude. I you am don't know like any better. fucking preaching to the choir right now. Cause when I was like that 20 to probably 30 year old firefighter, 
dude, I was a piece of shit. <laughs> like hundred percent, man. I'd be just like blowing my money. Like, yeah, I'm going to go to Costco. I'm going to get a box of oatmeal, six bottles of liquor, a TV. And you know what? That new drone came out. I'm going to get that That's too. That's pretty sweet. No, it's stupid is what it is. I had a lot See, of fun, I, but. I didn't, I didn't have that choice. I got married at 22. So kind of had to scrap and scrounge to buy a house and <coughs> excuse me. Probably one of the best things that ever happened to you. <laughs> she is. I, I won't, I won't say she's not, man. I, it was good. It was hard. Oh, yeah. It was hard, but it also taught you responsibility or taught me responsibility. I'm not saying, Hey, 18 year olds don't go get married at 22. It's not for everybody. We made it work. What I'm saying is be responsible. There you go. Be responsible. Be fis- fiscally responsible. Be responsible with yourself, with others, and things typically work out okay. Just take all your shit and put it together. Yeah, keep it in a group. Yeah, get keep it together. Your in a group. Get your life. Get your life together. <laughs> that's, what, that's what I tell my my rookies all the time. Get your life together, man. Oh, messing man. with them. Then again, I'm probably like the one of the worst people to take life advice from, like ever. Uh, arguably, nah. Everybody's got their their life their stories, right? Their experiences. And they all, they all, not all, maybe not all, but those things can contribute to helping somebody. True. Without a doubt. I'm not, I'm not an angel. I'm not saying I have, uh, yeah, I'm not saying I have my, I'm not saying I'll have my, my ducks in a row here by any means. I'm 36 years old, but, um, but those life experiences can maybe help guide somebody away from maybe something you did or didn't do, you know, or things you could have done or should have done. So it's, it's, it's on the older guys, the more experienced guys to, to kind of help line that path out. Right. hundred percent. That's like whether that mentorship thing, right? Yeah, exactly. Whether, whether it's money, um, career life choices, whatever it might be, we have that responsibility as the older guys in the group to help bring that up. Right. They, they always talk about succession planning. Yeah. What's the next generation. Right. It, it, yeah. it, and oftentimes it's tied to, well, who's going to be the next engineer, the next captain, next squad boss, the next form, whatever. Right. Yeah. That's typically in like in the fire service realm, they're only concerned about the fire service stuff, but well, so like immediate view. Exactly. Often right in front of them. Yeah. And oftentimes we miss like, well, this is a human, this is a human being. And like, we need to, we need the whole person. We don't just need, you know, Brandon, the fireman. Yeah. We need Brandon, the human to be a good dude. Yeah. (laughs) To be a good dude. Human. Not, not be a turd outside of work and then drag that crap to work and make it, you know, untenable for everybody else. Oh, hundred percent. We need the whole person. And so it, it just seems like at least today, like they're so, they're so laser focused on this, Oh, succession planning for the next however many years of whatever. Right. Yeah. And, and they just neglect building up the person where, it, you know, if you building if you, their best. Self. Yeah. Yeah. If you yeah. build up the person and the human and make them a good person and human, I think a lot of that stuff will just kind of line itself out. Oh yeah. It's, it's my opinion of course, but well, no, I mean, that's the thing though, is like as a leader, right. As I, well, just as a, a firefighter in general, right. It is our job. The older generation is supposed to build upon the generation that preceded them. And you're supposed to build upon that. Right. Past those legacy, that legacy yeah. down to 
whoever else, right? You're right. supposed to build upon the foundation and make that house bigger, better, faster, yeah. stronger, whatever for future generations, right? Leave that shit better than you found it. And also the thing is too, is like just being a good mentor and networking yeah, and being a good influence. Good buddy of mine and former boss of mine, captain of mine, Eric Newell, he always used to say like, Hey, always be aware of what you say around people because you'll never know who you influence, whether positively or negative. Like you'll never have an idea of what Fact. impact you'll yeah. have on that person's life ever. Yeah. It could be like the most minute thing or something like <laughs> fucking grand that I don't know. Yeah. Some hero shit, whatever you want to call sure, it. Sure. Sure. It like, like I said, it just seems like we, you, you talked about building the house, right? Well, yeah. you got to build the whole house. If you focus solely on that, like front door, like, jacked up window this one kitchen cabinet right you can you can just you can laser in on that but you neglect everything the structure right oh yeah and then what happens it's it's gonna get dilapidated yeah it's gonna get it's gonna be busted up so i i think more so than just the 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 work aspect we have to focus on the whole human Oh, hundred percent, dude. And, and in doing so, like I said, I think, I think by doing that and like really investing, like, like I said, just the camping, like what we do, the camping trips, the hanging out outside of work, the whatevers that fosters that whole human aspect, right? Like you're not just Brandon, the fireman, you're dude. I just went fishing. Like we just met literally today. just got we off the river. Yeah. We just met today and we're getting along famously. Yeah. Like we've known each other for how long? Approximately three hours. <laughs> right, dude. So, so it, you just, you just get that community, that sense of, of brotherhood, you know, or, or whatever family, fire family. There you go. You call it. Yeah. I don't, I don't want to be singular in my, in my words, but um, again, just building up that whole human and, and, and getting outside of, of work. Cause we, we get so focused on, you know, like for us, you know, the EMS, uh, ventilation, forcible entry, all, all the like structure firefighting yeah. stuff, but then That's how much cool shit. Yeah, yeah. But then how much are we focusing on like, Hey dude, how's stuff at home? How's the little guy? And again, we're, we're fortunate that being a small department, that's super easy. Yeah. So could we do better? Of course. Of course. I think across I think the board, everybody can do better. Life is learning experience. Man. Yeah. Across the board we could absolutely do better in, in building each other up, but it's human nature to be like, well, that guy's got some, I don't. So you know, like, that's <laughs> what do we got to do to have that? Yeah. Yeah. Or, well, what's he doing different? Or, you know, you know what I mean? And, and you get that jealousy or, or whatever, instead the of like focus. Yeah. Thing, yeah. And, and, instead of just like, well, um, work harder, or, you know? So, again, focusing more on, on the person and building each other up, I think would, would line out that, that secession planning and I don't know, just make everything better. Not even, not even on our side. I say our side. Sorry. That's kind of, Oh, there's two different sides though. I mean, you can't fucking deny that. No, I mean, no, no. And like, it's very like different. You and I in our, in our tech, we just said it is in like our, very our, fucking different. And, and you and I talked about it like in our text exchanges, you know, like, uh, Hey man, I'm sorry. You know, I wear blue pants. I'm not a green pants guy unless they give them to me at base camp. But, uh, I think you responded perfectly. Like it doesn't matter. We all do the same job. At the end of the day, it's the same yeah, shit. Yeah. Yeah. It's yeah. same circus, different clowns. Yep. Same shit, different circumstances. Yeah. 
And then yes. sometimes the circumstances come together to be the exact same thing. Oh, yeah. Time. So a lot of times. Yeah. Especially in California. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So anyway. Yeah, man. That was I, a long tangent. Sorry. It was super long, but you know what, man? It was probably needed because a lot of folks need to hear that. Kind of <laughs> stuff. That's that's a real talk shit. Truth. Right? Truth, yeah. right? So hold the line, fly fishing, right? Yes, sir. So speaking of like the whole building better humans thing, we it's it, structure and wildland and EMS and military and all this stuff, all the first responder military mm-hmm. folks out there. We have a problem with mental health, right? A problem? I wouldn't say, all right. So I wouldn't say, well, I mean, it can be a problem. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. I, I However, would, I would, I would agree. Um, I, I think it's always been there. Yeah. Right. But you came up in a time probably similar to me, similar to our predecessors where it was, Hey, buck up. Right. Yeah. Don't come to me with problems yeah. unless you got solutions. Yeah. Round file that. This is what we do. Yeah. Be a man or suck woman. It suck it up. And uh, let's go on to the next one. There was no, there was no talking about it, right? Only, only in the very recent past has it become in a a, kind of on the forefront where, Ooh, maybe we were doing something wrong. Like this is a big deal. Bottling it up inside. Right. Like, like for us in the EMS world on the municipal side, like a lot of our stuff came from military, right? Trauma, combat trauma. So a lot of the stuff that they did, they found worked we adopted same with the feds right yeah so a lot of what they're finding with ptsd the fire service is now like oh maybe we should do that too oh maybe we should maybe we should actually take care of it and and what they found i was telling you about these silly stats i found um in my research over the years but some ungodly amount of of traumas or traumatic events that municipal uh, law enforcement, firemen, uh, and EMS personnel experience over their career. It's, it's yeah. The complex PTSI, PTSD kind of thing. It's like shit. It's not just like one incident. It's like, no, shit that's no, cumulative. Dude. And I'll find the numbers if you want me to, but it's, it's far and above what Joe everyday yeah. experiences, right? Like, like people don't call us to say hi. No, you respond to like someone's worst worst day, day right? Ever. Like, yeah. And, and, and I, and I don't think it's the same on the wildland side. I mean, I want you to speak to that because I, w- I want to know, I want to know truly because that's uh, like we talked about before just hanging out was I have a hard in, right? Like it's hard to get a hold of thousands of federal firemen a and, lot of and, us. and get them to come hang out with me on the river if they need it. Yeah. But how I'm going to ask you a question now. How? Right. Ooh, yeah. I'm there we go. Yeah, hey, we're going <laughs> flipping the flipping this desk over. Uh, do you think that the incidents of traumatic incidences on the wildland, right? Like the federal side, um, like that whole, you know, that whole sphere. Do you think it's, it's bigger than what it seems to be. Yeah. And I think it's uh, one of those things is where we normalize a lot of stuff that happens out there. Like uh, there's an incident. Uh, shit. What was that? I'll never forget it, but it was, it, 
I want to say 2014 or 2015, right and fire out and call it the middle of Nevada. I'm not going to get into specifics. I don't want to, I don't want to like give away information for, I guess, PII reasons, you know, personal identifying information, but I was a squad boss on a, uh, a crew as a fill in for one of the local pickup crews here, filling in as overhead. And, uh, we were flying up to the top of this Ridge and we were doing it a couple days in a row. And we ended up spiking out there. And the very next morning that we were spiked out there, we wake up and we're walking up the hill and we turn around and we see this fucking helicopter spinning down. Oh yeah. Holy moly. So helicopter lost tail rotor effect on the fire with the sling load in it and fucking oh, went down. Right. Augered in. Yeah. Augered in. Luckily everybody was fine. The pilot was safe. He was uninjured. And, uh, <laughs> it was one of those things where like the very day before we had to cut an emergency helicopter, spot and have that same fucking helicopter. We watched crash the next day, peel us off the fucking hill and then fly back up the hill the next day, back yeah. to our spot and get re-engaged with the assignment. That was one of the hardest motherfucking things I ever had to do is ask 20 kids. And these are kids. These yeah, are like yeah. ADs, the farm, right, the farm right. league that yep. I was talking about yep. earlier. I had to ask them to get back on a helicopter to get flown back up or down. Yeah, after watching that thing. After watching this hill. thing auger yeah. into the hill. Did you, I couldn't imagine what was going through those kids' heads. Or it's like the the little shit, right? And it's the cumulative things. Like, oh look, another subdivision is a smoldering pile of right. ash. Right. Oh, I used to camp here with my mom and dad when I was a kid. Yeah. Oh, look at this. Oh fucking whatever, right. you know, just it's, it's the incremental things. And I think it's not so much point direct traumas as it would be with, it's like, not like what we're seeing, right? Yeah. Like you're not seeing the like, worst of human beings. You're seeing the right. fucking horrors of humanity. Right. We're seeing it in little blips that well, affect us in weird ways, but that doesn't like matter. Ways. That doesn't matter. Right. They, no. they, they have that analogy and I've heard it multiple times of you take this glass and you start putting a little bit of water in, right. A little yep. bit of water, a mm-hmm. little bit of water. And you're filling it up. Yep. At some point that thing's going to overflow. That motherfucker full. Right. And it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter if it's the gunshot wound or the stabbing or the traffic accident. It doesn't matter what the trauma is. Your brain doesn't perceive um, trauma as like, like you said, like a singular event, right? It could be any, anything that causes like, a stressor in your brain can start filling that glass up. Oh yeah. So, so I, and we talked about it earlier, but I, I think that a lot of stuff goes unreported, right? Like we're talking about the suicide stuff um, over dinner. I I think that on the wildland side of thing, those little, what we, you know, a lot of guys might consider my new show, right? Like, Oh man, that was crazy. We almost that got was a bur- close call. Yeah. We, we almost, almost got, got burned, burned over, over or, yeah. Oh man, the wind shifted and you know, whatever the case it may be on the wildland side, like you don't think about it in the minute of it happening. No, like, cause you're high as fuck on adrenaline. Right. You're like, man, that was awesome. That's yeah. what I signed up for. But in the same sense, it's like, well, dude, I, I could have watched a buddy die. Somebody uh, got hurt. It's hurt. Or I could have got hurt. Yeah. Like, and that stuff then, you know, down the road, you're like, oh man, that, that may have like, you know, that may have had, yeah, that may have had an effect on me in a way that maybe I didn't realize it when I was in the moment at 19 years old, looking for that adventure. 
you're looking for a high. I, that's another thing too. I think is wrong. Not wrong. No, I actually, I think it's, I don't think it's wrong with our culture, but I think it's one of those things that is oftentimes overlooked or dismissed is I think that we're a bunch of like high seekers. We're a bunch of fucking addicts and that, that it, it's no different than like seeking to hit a heroin or crack or meth or whatever. We're just seeking adrenaline adventure adventure, right? Yeah. We crave that shit. And I don't know a motherfucker out there that will like disagree with that. Whether no, no matter how much they want people to people in our line of work, people in our line right. of work. It's not for everybody. It's but, definitely not for but everybody. The people that want to do it. I they would, get high on I it. would agree with you a hundred percent. Dude, hundred percent. One of these. I got oh, you got Good call. There we go. Reload. But yeah, dude, uh, I think we're, that we're chasing that high. And I think that each one of those highs, it begins to have like diminishing returns, right? You need to have a higher, oh, yeah. higher hit to get the same high. And then it comes down and then you have to get it even higher than that. It's like, how far do you fucking push that? How yeah, far? I, I mean, I, I know for me, like if I never saw another mangled body or MVA or GSW, I'd be fine. Yeah. I'd rather not yeah. like, and, and I'm not even, I'm not salty. Like I, I'd still love my job, but like if I never had to see that stuff again or deal with like a wailing parent or significant, you know, like I could go the whole rest of my career without hearing that again. I'd be ecstatic. Yeah. It's just not, uh, that it's, that was never like a high point, right? Like you talk, you're talking about reaching that high it's not the same in that realm as like fight and fire. Like that's, no, that's a, no, not at all. That's awesome. Right. Yeah. That's what we signed up for. And I think that's where a lot of times we, we kind of, we, we, we want that high because that's what we signed up for. But then the other stuff happens where you're like, yeah. oh, man, like that was a close one. You this know? Is fucking gnarly. Yeah. Man. This, this could have been real bad, but you, but you see it as, like, oh yeah, that's what, you know, that's what I signed up for, man. This Fucking is sweet. Uh, hey, guys uh, high-fiving and slapping asses and all as well. But you don't realize like eventually that's going to wear on you. Oh yeah. If you don't have to do that again, like someday you're going to be happy. Like you get that high fatigue though. Like, I guess. Yeah. You say. Yeah, so, yeah. 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 You're going to be, you're going to be more excited that you kept your dudes safe completely away from that. And you, you planned, you know, you, you, you scouted, you read the topos, like, that's what you're going to be excited about. Yeah. I never have to get my guys close to a fire front again. Granted, that's not, we know that's not the case, but you know what I mean? If, if Don't you get me can, wrong. I love me some direct, Ugh. you know, but if you can, if you can redirect that, that high feeling to getting your guys home safe, right. Or working smarter, not harder. Exactly. Like that's, yeah. that's, that's kind of where I'm at now. You know, it's like, if, if I never had to see some of the nonsense we've seen, because humans are horrible. Oh yeah. There are some horrible humans out there and they do horrible things to each other. And then some people it's just an accident, you know, but, um, if you never had to experience that again, at least for me, um, that would be it. I'd be, I'd be perfectly fine with never running those crazy calls again. Oh yeah. hundred percent. It's not going to happen. You still have to be a professional and do your job and figure out how to, cope with that. And thankfully over the last three or four years, five years, you know, that's kind of come about, um, especially with the push for mental health and all of us. Um, I think it's a good thing though. 
Oh, without a doubt. Yeah. Like, like I was saying awakening, my buddy booze, he's, he equated it to the mental health awakening. We're not fixing it yet, but we're aware of it. Well, we're trying to fix it. Yeah. I don't, I don't know if they're like putting fucking band-aids on arterial wounds, you know, (laughs) band-aids over bullet holes. Yeah. Um, in a sense, I, I think that at least on, on our side, I can speak to this there. There's been a, a gigantic redirect, right? Like, like you said, it's, we're aware of it, but more so than we're, that we're aware of it is there's been a, a, a huge push, at least in California on the municipal side, we have peer support teams. We have, uh, the, like for us, the counseling team international, um, where we, not only we, but our families. Now that's some shit right there. That's, so, that's cool. So check this out. They, and they family, they have it set up and we've used it. I'll, I mean, I'll, I'll talk about, it. I don't care. Um, my family's used it right yeah. where I get 10 myself. My wife gets 10 herself sessions, right. With a, with and a, this is all covered under your, your it's, EAP, basically your employee assistance program. Yeah. Yeah. More or less yeah. the city contracts with them. And yeah. So yeah, we'll call it a EAP. And it's but a it's relatable a, term for the wildland folks out there. Right. So, okay. Yeah. Perfect. So we can all go my two sons, if they ever want to go, um, my wife and I separate my wife and I together, mm-hmm. all of us as a family, we all get 10 in whatever capacity to talk with somebody. No shit. It's a, it's awesome. It's an awesome benefit. And I think it's something that should be profession wide. I agree. It would, it, it wouldn't be much, right? Like, <clears throat> I don't know what, what it costs, but if it means that one guy or girl doesn't take their life or doesn't lose their marriage or whatever. Right. It's completely worth it. Oh, hundred percent. So that's where I, I don't know if there if advocacy is the right word. I, I know that on, on the municipal side of things, it's a huge push and it's there's conferences and classes you can attend. And like I said, we, we started a peer support group um, working towards being like, kind of like a deployable team. Mm-hmm. I don't know if we'll ever get to that point um, just based on our staffing, but we had this grandiose idea. Like we can take what we've experienced and learned um, within our own department and our own personal lives. Maybe that'll help somebody else. We don't know, but until we try it, you're never going to know. Right. And it's, yeah. it's, so it's it on, the, like I said, on the municipal side of things, it's getting much better and it's much more, um, much more of a focus in, in keeping our guys saying like for us, they've, they've made a huge push in our department. Like you can only work 96 hours straight. That's it. Period. Period. Then you're yeah going home. Yeah, exactly. So yeah. for that reason, like we, there was a point when I was at the department probably four or five years. And we were way short staffed. We're working like so everybody's getting mandoed. We're working yeah. like 120s with a day off, 120s with a day off. And uh, you know, it costs the marriage. Um and these are 120s. Yeah, 120 hours straight at work. No break. Just so, so what is that? Break it down to caveman math. That's like what two weeks, a week and a half? No, no, no. So we we work, we work 24 hour shifts, right? Straight. Yeah. Oh, okay. My bad. In our department, we're so 48, 96. We're on two days. Technically, we should be off for four. 
So we would work five days, uh-huh. maybe catch a day off and then go back into another five or six, maybe catch a day off. So meanwhile, you're not sleeping. You're getting calls at 3 a.m. for. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, we're (laughs) not we're not we're not the the San Bernardino cities and L.A. city like Station 9 Skid Row Mm -hmm. busy where we're running 20, 30 calls a day. But. It doesn't matter if you're if you're up when you should be sleeping, like there's numerous studies. I've read tons of them, but if you're not getting that like deep, deep sleep, it, it messes with your physiology messes with your psyche. Oh yeah. Um, you're tired, you're irritable, like all the, all the regular stuff we know about, but there's, there's like hormonal changes that happen. Oh yeah. And it's bananas. Like it fucks your endocrine system. Oh yeah. Completely. Yeah. And, and like for, for men, you know, you get down that rabbit hole of until you're in REM sleep, your pituitary gland doesn't kick off to tell your cell, your body to make testosterone. If you're low on testosterone, then you don't sleep well, even worse. And all those other, it's like a cascading effect. Yep. It's crazy, dude. Like if you really dive into the studies, dude, it's, it's bananas. How much our job wrecks you. Oh yeah. So prioritizing time off and rest when you aren't at work is unbelievably important like yeah but that one day off if you're doing that five days straight here so I that's mean, that's you're doing fucking laundry you're yes, paying bills yeah your kid hanging out with your kids exactly your wife, so that's where family shit that's where our department recognized like hey we we can't we cannot do this and expect sustainability yeah we're we're not thriving we're surviving at that point and that's the fight or flight response right yeah, there. yeah yeah it, it, and not even like on a, on a personal level, that's on a department level. So how do you expect the department to survive if your guys are to thrive, if your guys are just barely surviving? Yeah. They're hanging on by fucking fingernails. <laughs> so luckily our, our, our chief and our admin staff recognized what was going on. Um, and it all, it had always been in place, but being the, you know, like typical fireman, like, Oh, we'll make it work. You know, boss, we'll professional problem solvers right there. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Oh, you know, I, I can do another day. Well, yeah, I'm fine. But, but what damage was that doing? Not only, um, personally, but uh, to the agency, you know? Yeah. So now we, we, well, if you don't have healthy, well-rested, well-rested people, I mean, what's the productivity yeah, efficiency of yeah. your department? Yeah. So now, so now we've, it's 96 and you got to have done. Yeah. Until your next set. And then, and then you come back in. So yeah. it's been, it's been really, really good. We have a very good working relationship. Like the labor management side of things is, is it works. It's, you know, there's growing pains. It's, it's people. You have to deal with this people. Changes. Two things people hate or it, firefighters especially hate is change in the way things are. Right. Yeah. And, and what a lot of on the municipal side of things and, and gosh, even the wildland side of things, people don't understand that your admin has bosses they answer to. Oh yeah. You know, everybody's got a boss. So they got to make, their guys happy, but also fulfill the mission and keep their boss, their bosses happy. Yep. <laughs> and so there, sometimes there's that, you know, like you have a union and they're like, man, we want, 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 we need, need, need. Give me, okay. give me, give me. Yeah. Right. And, and, and that's what unions are for, right? Yeah. Im- improve that's the working conditions. For. Right. Yeah. Improve the working conditions of the collective group. bargaining. Right. But also recognize that 
there's other people in play that have other, like a completely different set of problems that they got to manage, but also try to manage you. It's, it's a weird, it's a weird thing that I think a lot of like floor, what we call floor guys, you know, the, the, the boots on the ground that they, especially young guys, they don't understand that it's a bigger world to them, you know? And, oh, yeah. and but that's all they ever knew is like, if they're a bean counter, I mean, right. Like, so what do you know else? So I think if you can put into, into perspective that your bosses have bosses and they have a, they have people to answer to and, and a job to do on that side of things, but also on your side of things, it kind of makes you go, Oh, well, you, you just, you get better perspective. You know, you just take a breath. You're like, all right, well, We'll make this work. Yeah. You know, we'll figure it out. We'll work together. Yeah. Come up with a solution. And just the golden rule, right? Like, and, and I fall victim to that. Like everybody, everybody, does. everybody, everybody, right? does. everybody has something to complain about. I'm no different, but if you can really just think about treating people the way you'd want to be treated, it sure makes a lot of things kind of, it just makes it easier. Oh, hundred percent. And it, and it gives you that perspective of like, well, all right. Yeah. They're probably dealing with something too, or whatever, you know, you know what I'm starting to say? No, I get it, man. Without being super eloquent or a great orator, you understand. No, I get it. But it's, it's, it's like so similar between municipal and wildland though. Right. Cause you guys are dealing with the same shit, right? Granted you work 24 hours straight. Yeah. Yeah. We're to 90. Yeah. We're, yeah. We're 48. So our, our normal shift is a 48 so at our 48. department. Yeah. And now when you guys were working five days in a row, the 120, right? Yes. Yes. Right. You got it. Math. Nailed it. Math. Math. Obviously I was a firefighter for a reason. Anyways, math. Uh, so you guys are working for the five days straight and you're already experiencing incidences of divorce. You're having people just fucking break down mentally, physically, mm -hmm. emotionally at work. Now you guys did that for how many weeks straight? Oh God. Until the fucking day well, was the, done or what? Well, the problem at least at that point for us, the problem was, if I remember right, the city had put a hiring freeze on. Mm -hmm. So if you, was this back in 2008 was like the whole financial no, thing? Or no, 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 later? no. It was uh 2016. So it was right after my son was born. Okay. That's gotta be hard. Dude. Oh, it was rough. Yeah. 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 I, I missed, I missed a lot of his first months, dude, but, but it wasn't unique to me. Yeah. Right. Like there were, plenty of other people experiencing the same thing. So it's not like it was a unique situation to me. Still sucks. Though. It's not a, what was me kind of thing. It was just, it sucks for everybody. It though. was, yeah, it was, it was a universal suck. Yeah. Um, Embrace the suck. Right. right yeah. So there's, if you can imagine there's, there's 12 fire, like we're a small department, four stations, there's, you know, four firemen per shift times three, that's 12. We had six firemen for 12 positions. Damn. So we're 50% capacity on our firefighters. Um, so it wreaked havoc on that rank. Again, not unique to me. There were five other dudes and, and, uh, and females as well experiencing the same thing. What do you, what do you do? You just fire firefighters are typically the go-getters, right? The, the good guys, we're going to make it work. Workaholics. We're, we are going to serve the community. It doesn't, you know, our family be damned, but we are going to do our job and we're going to kick ass. Yeah. And that's what we did. Smile on our face for the most part. Um, and, Crying and, and yeah, not we, in public. Yeah. We, we, <laughs> but we made it, we made it work. Right. We didn't, yeah. we didn't have to shut stations down. Um, 
it worked. Yeah. But you know, at the cost of, yeah, what was it really worth though? Exactly. So that's where, you know, all this, again, another long ass tangent. Um, we finally came to the realization that that's not good. It's not good for home life. Not good for work life. Right. If you're, if you're constantly tired, your brain's not firing all cylinders, like fucking um, snapping at people. Like it's snap timber. Right. And wild land shit. And and you don't, you don't want that to happen to the nine-year-old lady that's calling because she fell over. Yeah. You know, you're, you're there to help. And that's, it's hard to, kind of get around yourself in those instances and just be like, oh, man. yeah, let's just be kind, you know, but if you're at it's your wits, if that, you're at though. your wits, if you're at your wits end, that might happen, you know? Yeah. So, so all that to say, I think, I think we're in a better spot. We're still short staffed, but that's universal. That's, that's countrywide from what we're hearing. Yeah. Have you seen that? I saw that mosquito. Yeah. Look at that. Get him. Where get is him. He? Did you get him? Almost. Fuck. He just flew up. Sorry, Why is there dude. a goddamn mosquito in here? I don't know, man. Or if he like hitchhiked from the river. He's on our clothes. Or Son of a bitch. Hey. Anyways, there's a mosquito <laughs> in the, in the uh, recording studio. But yeah, man, I, that's the whole thing though is like, all right, so you guys are experiencing that and you're working five and one, right? Yeah. Now the wildland component, they're working two weeks. So 14 days straight, not yep. inclusive of travel. Travel days don't count. Right. right? So that's what? 18 days? Mm-hmm. Possibly, depending how far you're going. Depends, 16 right? days, yeah, whatever absolutely. you want to call it, right? And now you're getting two days off, handle all your shit, do all your laundry. Yep. Right back at it. Right back at it. Off to the next Bananas, one. Bananas, right? man. And you're doing that for six to eight months out yeah. of the year. No different than you guys. You're just no. getting one day off. No, it's... <laughs> but you guys are getting called at like three in the morning and like having to go on calls every once in a while. Like yeah. Night calls. You're not getting that quality sleep. I mean, at least the wildland component. I mean, you're so fucking exhausted that once you hit your rag and sleeping in the dirt and you're sleeping yeah. bag, you're yeah. just like, you're, you're out. Yeah. Um, there we go. 530 in the morning. Yeah. It, it doesn't turn off. Right. Like you, mm-hmm. like at least on the municipal side, there's always that potential. Yeah. And I actually sat, I sat through a class. It was a doc. It was a trauma doc. And he was also a army surgeon or something like that. He, he was a reservist served in Iraq doing you know, combat trauma stuff. And he did this really interesting presentation on the effects of being at work. Yeah. And he likened it to being at a forward operating base. Like a fob. Yeah. 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 So I was like, again, I had to go and Google on my phone. I was a fob, you know, <laughs> like, Oh, yeah, that's crazy. That's kind of a crazy statement. Right. I'm like, I've never been in combat. Neither have I. Right. Yeah. So I don't, I don't know what that's like, but what he's saying is it doesn't, he basically said it doesn't matter. Like your brain knows that at any minute that alarm can sound no different than the alarm or rocket, whatever, you know, whatever, however he yeah. put it, you got incoming rounds alarm, right? Whatever. Yeah. yeah. So the alarm, we'll just call it the alarm. The alarm is sounding and you need to go to work. <coughs> he said, it's, it's, it's nearly similar, <coughs> excuse me, um, in both sets of brains. Really? Like they did, they did studies on it. You know, the, the stressors, the cortisols, the dopamines, it's identical in how your brain reacts to those situations. Completely, completely different, right? Oh like, yeah. You're not taking rounds. Yeah. Medical aid, structure, fire, traffic accident. Yeah. getting shot at your brain doesn't see it any different. Huh? Blew my mind, dude. That's fucking wild. 
is, wait, is this the dude that was running people like from like first responders and then actual combat operatives? Like they're running through MRI and like doing like their fucking thing and seeing how their brains lit it up. It was, if I like remember right, it's been a while, dude. And, and I, I didn't bring that, that binder with me that I took notes in, but, um, it was, I think it was more blood work level kind okay. of stuff and not MRI. So actual hormones. Like <laughs> Correct. Yeah. So like, so like, cortisol. so like blood markers. Yeah. And, uh, it was very compelling. It's like, but I've never been shot at. And, and his whole thing was, it doesn't, it does not matter. It's, it's still stress. It's the way your brain perceives stress. Yeah. Right. And it perceives it the same, whether you're getting shot at or whether you're getting woke up to go run, you know, the, traumatic full arrest of a two-year-old it's the same why'd you bring peds into it man it's this it's the same Uh. like your brain perceives those things the exact same way yeah and it was kind of eye-opening i would never compare myself to a combat veteran there's no fucking comparison no No way way. no No way no way but on a on a brain level there's no difference he is saying that it's the same same thing like when you go to sleep at night like what because we yes city firefighters try to sleep at night. We don't just, you have to, we, we try, right. We yeah. try. He said your brain, when you're at work, you don't sleep well at all because your brain knows that at any minute you could get the sound, the alarm and you gotta go to work. Yeah. And he said that feeling and that, like that, that tense feeling you have. It's like almost like anxiety almost. Kinda. Yeah. Kinda. But anymore, it's just like, it's just commonplace. You just wait. I have my friend always has this. He he calls it the fucking. (laughs) That's pretty good. dude. (laughs) You're waiting for the fucking. You like have an anxiety of something that's not happening, but you're expecting something to happen happen. because it's too damn quiet. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So what, what he's saying is that, um, that stressor, that outside stressor that, isn't happening like you said, but you know, it could is the same as being at a forward operating mess. I'm like, my, my, my brain had a hard time understanding it, but if you break it down, like to the science makes sense, which is all, which is all he was trying to do for us. It it's, it's just there, you know? And, yeah. and it's, um, it's like no, through no fault of your own. It's just how you've been operating yeah, for like, so long that it becomes normal. So. Right. And, and like yeah. I said, you know, I, I haven't experienced that. I'm not comparing myself to any combat veteran. It's just what this guy was presenting in his class. And it was very interesting. Yeah. So that's wild. Dude. Yeah. Yeah. It was pretty, it was a good class. Are you familiar class. with Dr. Minda O's by any chance? No. Oh man. She's actually, uh, she started out in your neck of the woods down there. Um, kind of not San Bernardino. Well, she, she was like, like the greater San Bernardino, LA slash San Diego metropolitan area. Right. Okay. She's a doctorate down there. And she specialized in like schism and mental health and first responders. Right. That was okay. like, like claim to fame. <clears throat> anyway, she has this, uh, this phrase about work brain, like how many days it tur- it takes to actually turn off your work brain. Cause when you come home from like a shift or a, an operational assignment, like it's just like anybody who's a hotshot or an engine person or whatever hell attack or municipal structure medic whatever when they come home it takes them on average is like three to four days to get out of their work brain cycle and think that things are actually fucking normal they're not waiting they're not sitting back and waiting for the fucking yeah (laughs) so yeah that's crazy man this this same fella gosh man shame on me for not remembering his name 
he said the same thing. And that's why we work kind of the schedule we do is like, if you work two days in a row, you need four days for your brain to reset. Kelly's schedule, not right? just, not just your brain. Um, as far as that, that work brain thing, but your circadian rhythm as well. Yeah. You have to have double the amount of time off as you are at work to get everything. You're like, basically your body synced back up to just go ruin it again. Just <laughs> and go then like crash it. Yeah. And then perpetuate that cycle. Yeah. So that, that makes total sense well, it's to me. Funny, like, as we we're always talking about like what we could do about work rest cycles, right. Especially in the wildland front, like we're two to one, two parts work, one part rest. Right. So if you work at 16, you get eight hours off. Okay, cool. But with you guys, it's the opposite, right? You work two, you get four off. Hopefully. Hopefully. Right. Unless you're Mando, unless yeah. your Mando van's coming. That's in, right. Like, snatch it. Well, force the bear comes out. Yeah. I mean, I mean, maybe we should be rethinking about this, but the reality is, it's just like no different from the municipal side with your department and the short staffing. And like, you have to do all this stuff to actually provide staffing and provide like a service to the public. Now the wildland side of that, we're experiencing the same thing, just tenfold. Like we are arguably one of the largest organized professional firefighting agencies, organizations in the entire world, arguably. Right. Yeah. We're thinking about shit backwards though. You guys get two to or two to one or one to two right work rest, right? So you get one shift of work, whether that be a 48, 96 off. Right. We are the complete fucking opposite. Maybe we're thinking about this wrong. Yeah. And and the, the interesting thing is there's science to back that up. Oh, a hundred percent, dude. So, I mean, are we getting good? I mean, you say we do a standard shift at 16 and we get that eight hours of rest. Are you really sleeping eight hours? Fuck no, you're not. You're no, you know exactly. having saws, you're packing your shit, yeah. you're unloading, you're yep. finishing paperwork. You're probably getting like, I don't know, maybe six, five. Well, and that's where I think. Hours of sleep. That's where I think like for us down in California, you know, we, we hope to go to a Cal Fire incident because it's a 24 hour shift on. And you get 24 hours off. Yeah. We hate going to fed fires because for that, the the reason you just said like 12s, right. They're terrible. Mm -hmm. You work your 12 by the time your relief gets there. Now you're maybe at a 14 or a 15 hour shift. You got to go back. You got to get fuel. You got to get chow. You got to rehab everything, you know, whatever, go to supply, get your hose, get your foam, Maybe you get four or five hours of sleep before you're up for briefing the next day and chow. Or you're, since you're the senior member on there, you're actually up earlier than everybody. You go through chow line, you go to briefing and then your dudes wake up. My captain does, but, but, (laughs) but we're all up, right? We're all up. I I have a responsibility to make sure that engine isn't going to hurt us. Yeah. My job is to do your PMs and all that shit. Yeah. My job is to make sure we get places safely. So we're all up at the same time. But when, when you, when you break it down, you might get five decent hours of sleep. If you're maybe, if you're not sleeping on the, you know, in the dirt somewhere, or you actually catch a sleep trailer or a hotel, if you're lucky, if you're lucky, uh, yeah, you're dude, you're right, man. It's, it's not conducive to a productive workforce and for sure not to somebody's brain. You know what else that kind of like struck me as odd is like the feds, especially in the contractors, just the wildland folks in general we have this suffer culture where it's like held on this fucking pedestal. It's like, Oh yeah, no, we, you, you're the more hardcore you are, the more you eat that turd sandwich. 
like, I don't, I've never understood that. Like, meanwhile, like Cal fire, the municipal folks, the state agencies, they're taking care of each other and they're taking care of themselves. More importantly, right. They're actually taking proactive measures to like fix their fucking shit. Right. Yet. Meanwhile, over the feds, they're going that complete opposite direction once again. And they're thinking it's a badge of goddamn honor to embrace the suck and suffer more. I don't, I've never understood the suffer culture. I respect the hell out of it because I've lived it for 11 years, but why are we doing this year in and year out for so goddamn long? And we're all of a sudden we're like, oh yeah, we're having a mental health crisis and we're getting burnt out and we're having this super high rate of attrition. It's like no fucking wonder you're doing it to yourselves. It's, it's hard to, wrap your head around, especially when, like I said, there's so much science behind how the brain works. Now, like we, we don't understand enough about the brain, but we know enough to know that that's not good. No. And there's, and there's study after study to prove that that's not a good idea. (laughs) We need, it's super not a good idea. Yeah. 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 So, but I'm such a hypocrite for saying that shit because I thought it was a badge of honor to like say like, Oh yeah, I'm just going to take this smoke and fucking wear it. Or I'm going to just do this 36, not sleep and drive home. You know, it's like, it's like, what, what the fuck was I doing? Yeah. I guess it's a culture thing too. It is a culture thing. Until until that, until that mindset flips, and it seems like it slowly is, right? It is. We're, we're slowly getting to the point That's where- That's that awakening bullshit I was yeah, talking about. Yeah, we're slowly getting to the point where it's like, oh, this is this is not good. It's madness, This dude. is not good. It's not good for our people. It's not good for our work production, our workforce. Mm-hmm. If you want people to actually get out and like tear it up, they need more than four or five hours of sleep. Yeah. You know, like, they need quality rest, yeah. and quality nutrition and quality fucking pay and all this yeah. other stuff. I mean, like we're talking about like the whole like rates of divorce, even with you guys doing 120 hours fucking straight. Yeah. And like we're doing this year after year for eight months out of the year. And then it's just like, oh, yeah, you're if you're a seasonal, it's like 120 miles an hour to practically fucking reserve. Yeah. And, then come, and then come back and make sure everything's normal at home. Yeah. It's not going to be normal newsflash. Sorry. It's going to take it a, take it a little while if at all. Right. Well, like, if at all. Well, you become, it, it becomes normalized after a while. And what do they call it? Acceptable deviance or whatever, whatever that cool leadership term is. Yeah. Anymore. I figure what it's called. Something deep. Some, yeah. Whatever. Yeah. Like operational if, deep. No, if you, if you allow something to, kind of go one operation blindness. Yeah. If you go, if you go one degree off, you know, right in front of you, you may not think it's bad, but a mile down the road, now you're three miles off. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So it's, it's just a culture thing. And I, and hopefully they're trying to, hopefully they're trying to fix it on the wildland side. I, like I said, I, the respect I have for those guys and what they do is, is, is profound, but Something's got to give, man. And, and unfortunately it seems like it's, it's lives. And that's the shitty part. That's, that's, that's truly the shitty part, man. So hopefully they, they change it. I don't know. I think it needs problem to is my brain's within, too though. small, so I can't figure all that stuff out. Yeah. Well, I mean, we can sit here and fucking talk about <laughs> world problems. Yeah. It's like, it's no different <laughs> than not, two dudes yeah. drinking at a yeah. bar. Yeah, We're not going to solve problems. it. Right. But I think it is a culture issue. And I think Without that it is an administrative issue as well, Yeah, because we've been operating the same way. It's from the fed side. We've been operating the same way since the dawn of wildland firefighting in since the great bird of fucking 1910. <laughs> 
since fucking Ed Pulaski yeah. throwing Never. people in a yep. goddamn mine and picking up loggers from a logging camp. Like, hey, boys, you want to fight fire yeah, forever yeah. ago? Yeah. It's never changed. We have a, a pedigree of 110 years of wildland fire, and we have changed a goddamn thing. Yeah, and I think old, the time is called saying 100, 100 years of, uh, gosh, dang it, I'm going to ruin it. It's an old school saying, but basically, like, we have all this new stuff and technology and knowledge, but we have a hundred years of, of tradition. Yeah. It's basically unimpeded by progress. I think that's what it is. hundred years of tradition unimpeded by progress. Why? 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 We're doing our, we're doing ourselves, our culture, our profession a disservice by not progressing and doing the right thing for our people, you know? Yeah. But the thing is, is like, sometimes I lead myself to believe that we're doing it to ourselves. It's just so fucking ingrained in the culture that, that this is the standard operating procedure. This has worked since my grandpappy, my grandpa, (laughs) my dad, and this is how we do it. And it's not going to fucking change. Well, you know what? That's the thing. It's like, it's no different than grassroots. Grassroots was like a, a, a truly grassroots movement where Thousands of people believed in a cause and look, we got a bandaid on an arterial wound, right? It's not the end all be all, but we're still making progress, but something had to give and we, they fucking made it happen. Yeah. That's awesome. They made it happen, man. Yeah, I was, uh, I think I want to say, I listened to one of your episodes where they were talking about that, that grassroots group. And it seems like they're doing awesome work. They are, but it's, it's, it's always a struggle. It is. And it's unfortunate, but especially on the side of the feds, man, it's like something's got to give something has to change to make things better. I'm kind of worried about this whole, like back to the whole pay thing that we went on a diatribe about for about 20 minutes, but <laughs> I know you keep looking over at the timer over there. We just been freaking ta- talking about. That was only an hour and 10 minutes. We're good. <laughs> Anyways, the whole thing is like, I'm really, really concerned that we're going to lose this huge pedigree of wildland firefighting. There's all this operational knowledge to folks like your departments and like, it's just going to disappear because we're not taking care of each other. We're not taking care of ourselves. And there's a lot of like systemic administrative issues and barriers to overcome. And I'm really worried that this pay supplement is going to act as a, I guess, severance package, so to speak, for a lot of the really? operational knowledge that we have. We're you, dude, we're losing hundreds of years of operational knowledge every fucking year to municipal and state departments. And it saddens me because we have the ability to make it better and we are the professionals in our own right. Mm -hmm. I, I'm a firm believer. Of course I bleed green or yellow or whatever, because that's all I've ever known, but we're losing all these people to better higher paying jobs that actually have these measures like your department has to like take your family to fucking counseling session and talk it out and hash it out, dude. Like that stuff goes miles. Oh yeah. Yeah. It's it's awesome. But in the same, in the same like vein, I guess those same guys then turn around and go to the teams. Right. Yeah. And they, they still have that, that, knowledge and that experience and they then, do and then they help but does it help does that trickle down to the boots on the ground no absolutely know? not because you're having a power vacuum now of like those operational hitters 
like your hotshot superintendents, your captains that know a, a district like the back of their hand, the helicopter manager that could program a radio on any fucking ship in a fleet. Like we're losing that. And now we're having these people get forced up the chain and take over these leadership roles that they may or may not be prepared for. Yeah. They don't have the slides built. They don't have that operational knowledge. They don't have that, like that mentality. Sure. It's just not developed yet. And that's what scares me, man. Yeah. I, I mean, I'm, I'm grateful for it. Cause like I was telling you earlier, we, we got a, a forest service captain came over and he's working with us and it's awesome, dude. Like, that's what I'm talking about. Super awesome right for us. There. Right, right like, there. That's what I'm talking about. Like, dude. It's not our, it's not our bread and butter, but by having, by having this dude in our, in our world now, we're getting better. Yeah. We're, we're getting better at. You're diversifying your expertise. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And, 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 you know, we, we talked about that all risk thing, like in California, you truly are like, you need to be. Well, yeah, even a if it's a jack the of all trades, the feds are all risk in California. They wear SVBAs. They yeah, fucking run yep, medicals. Yep. It may not be as much, but yeah. they still are, are there doing it and yeah. they know it. And now like for us, like we're, we're pretty good at a lot of things. And now we have this other asset that was a division from the forest service and a captain and awesome at firing out, you know, like all the things that, that the forest service does very well. And now he's teaching us that. Mm-hmm. It's just, it's just more, more arrows in our quiver to get stuff done. You know, it's awesome. It's super awesome. But I can see where that would be very concerning on the fed side of things where they're losing guys to those, you know, quote, quote unquote, better jobs, better paying, better benefits, whatever. uh, And losing that experience. It makes makes perfect sense. Yeah. It makes perfect sense. Work-life balance, man. Yeah. I mean, it, that's at the end of the day. I don't even necessarily think is it's it's really pay, right? We've been struggling for a long time. It's nothing fucking new to us. Yeah. However, like the quality of life aspect. Yeah. Overall. Huge. Huge difference. And, and what we're seeing, at least, um, you know, because I do like backgrounds and stuff for our guys. The younger generations value their time off more than they value pay. Yeah. 100%. So if they're, if they're not getting those municipal jobs, right. Right off the rip, typically they still want to fight fire. They're going to go Cal fire or the forest service. Their mindset doesn't change. They still value their time off. Can you blame them? No, absolutely not. Yeah, absolutely not. Because you need it. You need, oh, that, 100%, you, you need that reset. But then, but then like you were just talking about the, that, uh, indoctrination, right. We're good at teaching leadership and I guess, uh, good at teaching loyalty. Sure. But the indoctrination I'm talking about is where that, that shit sandwich has a badge of pride. It is. So then are we, are we teaching the wrong thing or are we showing them that, you know, there's value in grit? Like, I don't know. I mean, there is value in I'm grit. A simple but chauffeur. Also, it, there is value in grit. Don't get me wrong here, but also you got to take care of yourselves and you got to know when your each limits other, are and right? each other, right? You got to know where your limits are and yes. you got to know even more importantly, if you're in a leadership role, you know, you need to know where the limits of your personnel are as well. hundred percent, dude. Sure. Thanks buddy. <laughs> Cheers. Cheers. God, man, I could go on and on about this shit all day. But that's the thing though, that, that suffer culture and all of these things. I mean, it's no different really. I mean, you guys are eating a turd sandwich as well in your own regard. Yeah. Just that's, different. It's just different. It's a different, it, instead of a 
wheat bread turd sandwich. You guys got a rye bread turd sandwich, <laughs> right? It's all the same. But that's the thing though, is like we have the ability to do this better. And I think that taking care of yourself and looking for those things outside of fire, because you, I know a lot of people that fire becomes their identity. I, yeah. I am a firefighter. But finding shit outside, that's, that's not your defining trait or your defining quality. It's like the shit that that's outside of it. I'm also a dad. I am a husband. <clears throat> Without I am a doubt. A whatever. I'm a fly fisherman. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Uh, my job is to be a firefighter. Yeah. So that's, I can that's, do the fun shit. That's not who I am. <clears throat> I've never, I, I personally have never thought that way. Um, it's a job. It's a very, it is. It's a very good job. It's the best job. Same with wildland. Yeah. Hands, hands down. Best job in the world. Nobody's going to argue. I mean, I don't know. Maybe a fighter pilot might argue with me. I mean, that'd be pretty dope. That'd be pretty sweet. I mean, what I wanted to I'm do, just thinking I'm, like Top Gun. Yes. What Have I wanted to do. Gun? Oh, yeah. God, so badass. Very good. So good. They kept all the nonsense political stuff out of it and just made it an awesome movie. Yeah. Well, we won't go down that route. <laughs> but <laughs> it's a good uh, movie. It's Watch a, it. It's a good movie. Um, personally, I've never thought to myself like, oh, Ironman. That's all I'll ever be. I used to think like that. See, and and I get it. I, I told, I, I absolutely understand that mindset because you get so like indoctrinated ingrained, right? You, yeah. It's just, this is who I am. This is what you I do. Bleed green, you bleed the big, red, whatever, you bleed, right? Bleed, whatever. <clears throat> we are firemen mm-hmm. period. Then you have kids. Shit changes dramatically. And, and you understand that there is and maybe it's not even kids. It could be anything, right. That, that is outside of your, your fireman stuff. Yeah. That jogs you and you're like, Whoa, all right. Well, shit just got real. Yeah. Like there, there could be, it could be any manner of things, right? Like it's a job, a very awesome job, a very good job, but it's a job. Oh yeah. More importantly, you're a dad of two boys. I'm a dad of two boys. My most important job is raising two young men to be good people. Yep. hundred percent. Period. Period. I don't care about anything else. I care about doing good when I'm at work, but when I'm not at work, my main focus is raising two men, two young men, six and a three-year-old to be good humans and go forth in the world and do good things. Yeah. And Unfortunately, sometimes your marriage takes a backseat to that, but it's, it's as equal as important. It's as equally important because if you're not on the same level as your wife, <coughs> excuse me, and you guys aren't, you know, it, it going, traveling down that same path, you're not like, lining goals. Are you doing the, are you doing the best by your boys or yeah. your kids? So that's as equal. They're all equal, right? Yeah. But unfortunately, how many can you, how many times can you divide that pie though? Right. So, and obviously I'm going to divide that firefighter pie to the fucking smallest degree possible. Right. Which is once you have kids, dude, it's like, Oh man, completely different. You as yourself, you become irrelevant. Yes. It's all about your kids. Oh yeah. Without a doubt. hundred fucking percent. And, but you still, but, but the firemen is right. The, The type A's 
we still need to be kick ass at this job too. Yeah. Not only does it provide very well for the men you want to raise or the, you know, the little people you want to raise, but your life depends on it. Yeah. Like literally, literally, literally your life literally. depends on it. Right. Yeah. You, you need to come home to be able to do your main job. Being a parent, being, being a, a father. Parent. Exactly. Being a being mother, present, being right? present, being, being present, which yeah. goes back to our work life schedule or our work, our work. Yeah. Our work life schedule are the dads and moms in the forest service able to be present enough to provide that guidance and be a good parent at home. Well, fuck even more than that, dude, if you like bite onto that whole thing, like with, especially with like, I guess, so I guess if you were to put this in the context of like firefighters are professional problem solvers, right? And they have this weird innate ability to hyper-focus on a problem and fucking fix it. And they don't stop until it's done. Yep. Right. If that translates into your work life, even after fire, like say you're one of like a person like me, right. That was fighting fire for 11 years and then got into the private sector. Those fire characteristics still translate. Oh over yeah. Until you're oh, in, yeah. even into your private sector job. Yeah. We, we have it's the same fucking mentality. Absolutely. We, you know, all these company officer classes I've been taking, they heard it so many times. Like you guys could do anything. You can. You Firemen, I'm a fucking marketing yeah, exec, yeah, yeah. dude. Fire, I mean, firefighters can do anything. Yeah. Period. You went from firefighting to the private sector marketing. Like, yeah. And you are killing it. So that's that's just indicative of of the nature of how we want to be as people. It's pretty amazing if you think about it. It really is pretty cool. Yeah, but some, I, I tell you right now, dude, something clicked. As soon as my kids were born. Yeah, it like, changes everything, man. Dude, if it you're totally a fucking, if you're a director level or above in the private sector, you're putting in fucking hours. Yeah. You are. It's no different than fighting fire. I mean, well, it's, it's, it's extraordinarily different than fighting fire. Don't get me wrong. But <laughs> I mean, I drive a desk instead of a fire engine now, but um, there's still like the dedication and wanting to like be a perfectionist and yeah. like, do see all see it through, speeches, see it through yep. and just do well. Right. Yeah, like, absolutely. Dude. Once I had kids, I'm all like, what the fuck am I doing here? <laughs> it's pretty crazy, man. Yeah. I can give a shit less. Yeah. I mean, yeah, that's, that's, that's kind of a shitty mentality to have because I care about my job. Right. I want to do well, but also at the same time, if I'm commuting an hour one way every day, that's an hour away from your boys. That's a, exactly. That's two hours. Yeah, You day. start to think about that stuff. Two hours way a day. more than when it was just you or just you and your wife. Yep. Now you've got little people to, to raise, to be good people. Yeah. And it kills that, me inside. Dude. That is, that is it the, kills me. that is the ultimate job. Period. hundred percent. Period. Yes, sir. Yeah, dude. It's weird. But it, I guess, I guess it's just not even having kids. Like you were saying, dude, it could be any like thing that's like an, an awakening in your, in yeah. your person. Yes. God. But I guess it, I guess taking care of yourself is like the the big thing. Cause if you're not healthy up here. Yeah. You're, you're not going to be you're not giving shit. Well, and you're not going to be right for your boys. Yeah. Or kids or your I'm wife. The, sorry. Or your family, I'm generalizing or you your, and I, we have boys. So yeah. Well, I mean, this could be extended to anything, right? It could be extended to your wife or your girlfriend, your right. significant other, your, 
family, your friends, yep. your, oh, dude. whatever. One of the most fucking profound things I ever heard was with Ron Bollier and uh, Nelda St. Clair when they were on one of the episodes here, their second episode here. Well, Ron's first, Nelda's second episode. Ron said, is like, listen, man, don't ever get into the habit of taking that fire assignment and saying yes to a fire assignment when you know you have like a birthday coming up or a family engagement sure. or whatever, because every time you say yes, the next time becomes easier and easier Interesting. and easier. And that shit clicked with me, man. Normalization of deviance. Yep. That's what it is. We're searching for that. It took word. me a second. Dude. I got there. <laughs> it took us about a freaking half hour. Just but. a glorified <laughs> chauffeur over here, dude. <laughs> Normalization of deviance. There we go. We got it. But it becomes easier and easier every time. Interesting. Man. Yeah. Never thought about it that way, but that dude's spot on. He's 100%. probably way smarter than us, huh? Dude, he's a hitter. All right. Yeah. He's uh type two IC. He was like the longest hotshot superintendent ever in oh, California. Boy. Yeah. Right. Dude's kind of a salty man. legend. Hats off. Which is funny because he's not really even salty. He's just a legend. Dude's fucking been in the game Get for a long job. time. Yeah. But speaking of taking care of things and taking care of yourself. Yeah, we've kind of taken a long route to get to this point. Yeah. I mean, That's now right. that we've finally gotten to the fucking point of this all, episode, all good, <laughs> so let's talk about, <laughs> let's talk about hold the line fly fishing, man. So you're an up and coming nonprofit who specializes in taking care of getting rid of that work brain mentality yeah. by getting people on the water and getting into that meditation factor of right. fly fishing. Yes. So. I guess we can go back a little bit, um, give you a short, saying short, long story long. Here we go. Send it, dude. Holy moly. All right. So we had my wife and I, our fire family had a, I don't know, about a year long period where it was just bananas. Personally, it was, uh, lost the grandfather we talked about earlier where we were talking about, uh, you know, we're talking about woodworking earlier. Yeah. Um, unexpectedly gone. Two months later, brother coming back from date night with his wife hit center punch on his door at 70 kills him instantly gone. This is your brother, my middle brother. Yeah. So yeah. I've got, I've got two brothers. Um, Garrett is no longer here. And then my, my younger brother, Brian serves in the coast guard. So Garrett taken gone. Um, about a month later, lifelong best friend eats a shotgun in his truck. About a month later, one of our engineers hangs himself. So we oh, had fuck. two months later, we find out our little guy is going to have this crazy birth defect. That's going to land him in the NICU almost kills him once. Then he gets that necrotizing enteric colitis. He's getting eaten from these, basically his guts out almost kills him a second time. So you're going to be raising the toughest son of a bitch. In the he's, world. You he's know been, that, right? I, I already told you he's out of his <laughs> mind, dude. He's crazy. No fear. And I think he's almost died twice. I think it has everything to do with what happened to him and he just doesn't know it yet. But so, so personally we had this horrible, um, you know, whatever, eight months. It's not unique to me. And I, and I understand that. Like I, I, I'm very acutely aware that my woes are not any different than anybody else's. Right. Yeah. But it triggered something both personally. And then for the department where we started making things, we, we started focusing towards that PTS, PTSD stuff. Yeah. The mental health. And it's been great. We, we can get better. 
and we're working on it. We'll get there. I'd fly fished with my grandpa, the one that, that I told you past when we were talking at dinner. Um, and then it kind of fell by the wayside because I played baseball. Thought that was going to be my profession. That was my focus. Picked it up down the road. And we did a guided trip with um, my, I was telling you about my right-hand man, Ryan. He's a professional guide out of the Kern River Fly Shop. Um, gosh, how long has it been now? Been a couple of years. We went out with him. Awesome, right? Instant calm, all the nonsense in the world faded away. I'm just focusing on, you know, drifting this silly artificial fly (laughs) through a drift and, you know, getting it, getting it where I needed to get it to catch a fish. And you don't think about anything like that is what you're thinking about. And all the nonsense fades away. And so, whatever, come off feeling good. We go back again, right? We go back with Ryan again. We're like, Hey, we want to book this guy again. Let's, let's go hang out. My wife wants to practice and get better. So we're going to go do another guided trip. And then after that one, we're driving home. It's about a three hour drive, maybe a little longer. Hey, are you, I asked my wife, my wife, her name's Emily. Hey, Em, do you feel this way? So I, I laid all that out. Like, you just feel like you just, your brain goes somewhere else. You're just thinking about this. She goes, yeah, yeah. And instantly I go, what if, what if we did that for dudes, just people, first responders, nurses, EMTs, medics, firefighters, cops, it doesn't matter. Yeah. First responder, the first responder community. What if we figured out a way to do that? Like on a grander scale, like we'll take people out. I'll pay for it. I don't care. Let's just get it. Let's figure it out. She goes, wow, that's awesome. I I don't know why anybody's never thought of that. I go, I don't know. Maybe they have, let's do some research. So I (laughs) get home, you know, it's whatever late. I'm off now on my computer. I'm I'm trying to, trying to find anything. I can't find anything. Nothing. There's nothing, nothing in the state. Yeah. There's nothing in the state. There's plenty of things for our veterans and that's, that's how it should. They need their own stuff too. Yeah. That's how it should be. Right. So I go, okay, well, cool. So I started finding studies on what they did with military guys. They're going as far as doing blood draws, you know, for stress markers, cortisol, dopamine, doing brain scans before and after they're off the water. Yeah. And what they found, and these are like high level, like big name college studies was whatever was firing off in their brain on the MRIs prior was teeny tiny. Yeah. The stress markers way high on the blood markers before the blood draw after was incredibly low. So I go, well, there's science. There's anecdotal for me, subjective, sweet. Call Ryan, Ryan, here's my idea. What do you think? He goes, I'm in. Didn't hundred percent. Not even a question, dude. We've known each other all of 16 hours. <laughs> I go, Hey dude, you know, and that was just guide time. That was client guide. Yeah but we, we got along very well. And, and you could, I could tell that there was something more like the dude was just, he's an Epic dude. And I, and I go, here's my idea. What do you think? He goes, I'm in, I'm in 150%. Let's make it work. Okay, cool. He goes, I'll take it to the fly fishing club and see if they'll back us. Talk with the vice president of the fly fishing club in the Southern Sierra. It's the Southern Sierra fly fishers. He's now our other right-hand man or left-hand man, I guess. 
Um, that's right. His name's Sergio, Sergio Martinez. Um, and, uh, he goes, dude, it's not a matter of if it's just, we just got to vote on it at the next meeting and it's going to happen. Yeah. Sweet. And that was it. Like the, that, the rest is kind of, that, that was like, it. Dude. Right we, we literally had a trip planned in like a month and it was, it was bare bones. We, we said, all right, we'll do, we'll start small. We'll take a, a max of six and, uh, kind of trial run it. So you took six people out, six people. Um, we filled it up and it was kind of cool. We had, uh, municipal and wildland Fuck uh, yeah. right off the rip. Um, the guys in the Kern Valley, uh, total happenstance, but I drove by a BC up there. I said, Hey man, tomorrow we've got this going on. Do you have any guys that want to come out? He goes, yeah, I think I can figure it out for you. Filled up the rest of our spots. No just shit. Like, it just was like, awesome. Just like that. Dude, it was awesome. That's super cool. Rad. And, and every time I'm up there, I hang out with him. His name is Mike, Mike Martinez. Awesome dude. And he's a BC, I believe still. Unless he promoted since I talked to him. I don't know. Anyway, that's kind of the long and the short of, of where we got. I mean, I've, I've got plans. Like I, I want, I want it to be a two day thing. Um, and that takes money. And and for the most part, I mean, I did, a, I did, I was telling you, I did a small fundraiser. Yeah. We made a, a good amount of money to where we were able to buy some gear. We're um, sending guys away with a full rod set up. Um, I take care of all the food and drinks and all that stuff. But the ultimate goal would be a two day trip, lodging included, food, um, you know, all the drinks and stuff. And um, that's kind of like our grand plan. Yeah. And then maybe do, you know, something bigger down the road. But for now, what we're doing, we don't do like a formal, it's not formal. My, my, we're still waiting on your 501c3, right? Right. Well, I meant for, yes, we're still, we're still working on that. Um, so it, it takes so long. So maybe down the road, you know, companies yeah. will want to, they'll, they'll see the benefit of it and either donate money or gear or whatever. I don't care if yeah. they do, they do. That's awesome. I'm not going to refuse it. I'll work overtime to pay for it. I, I don't care because I know that it helps. I know that it works. There's science. And then there's just dudes talking around the campfire on the water. It freaking works. I, I can't explain it. I just know that it works. It works for me. Oh personally. no, it works for me, dude. The fly fishing, like real therapy. That's my, my yeah, fucking it shit. Works, it man. works for me, dude. In fact, you know, check this out. I was actually talking with Shannon Mead in a previous episode about this. And like, you know how like everybody has their ritual before they go into like work brain mode. Right. Either they lace up their boots or they put on their vest or they fucking do this, that, and sure. the other, right? Yeah. Mine was my pack, right? My wildland pack, right? And as soon as I fucking like put my wildland pack on, it's just like, you're in work go mode, time, right? Yeah. It's fucking go time, right? And uh, whenever I'd put on a pack outside of work, I was so ingrained in work mode like it doesn't matter if I was like going on like a little hiking trip or whatever with my friends, or if I was going out chucker hunting with my dad, mm -hmm. or if I was going fly fishing or whatever. And you know what broke me of that work brain thing? Fishing? Fucking fishing with a pack on. Right on. So to get out of that anxiety of wearing a load, I guess I, it's not even anxiety. It's just like, it's just like, the work brain thing. Sure. Putting a pack on and going fly fishing. That fucking broke that habit for me. Interesting. It's so fucking weird. It's that mind body connection. Right? Yeah. 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 
yeah, it, it, it works. It, it does. It works. And, and I've had numerous people that have attended, you know, either text me or call me or I'll check in with them. Like, Hey man, I know you had a pretty big work decision coming up with, you know, is everything cool? You know, can I help? And they'll say, man, the single, like the singular moment of clarity I had was when we were, you were showing me X, Y, or Z or or one of the other guides, you know, it it doesn't matter who it was, but you know, doing this, this, and this, and, and getting that fly to drift right through the, the riffle just right. And here's what I'm looking for dinner. Yeah. And, And I, and I did not think for eight hours about the nonsense going on back at work or at home. <laughs> yeah. So I know it's working. I know it's working. And, and to have the science behind it makes it like even better. I, I don't understand it all. Cause I'm a very simple, simple dude, simple 10 over here, but it, <laughs> but it works. <laughs> it just works. And, and more than like having this great big wounded warriors, like it's a great organization. I don't care about having this big, uh, to do right. I, it, I, as long as we're helping whoever needs it, that's all that matters, man. Like, because if it, if it helps even one other person, the way it's helped me and and now, you know, knowing you and, and hearing how it's helped you to me, money's insignificant. Like I, I, I will work all of my overtime to fund it. Yeah. It doesn't matter to me. I don't care. All I care about is helping people. And if that's through fly fishing, one, I love to do it. And I love to explain it. What I know I'm not a professional. I have professionals that help me, which is great. Um, and they're really, really damn good. Um, but, but that's the most important thing because it's, it's different. It's not, you know, as well as I do, um, if it's hard to get help, firemen will not go after it. Right. If there's any, yeah, if, there, if there's any roadblocks, right. Like the EAP is not it's, somebody you want to talk to, or it's hard to obtain a, a professional to talk to. Yeah. They Especially don't do culturally it. competent dude. Clinically competent for firefighters, first responders, law enforcement. Yeah. Incredibly. So it's hard. It's rare. So when, so when my buddy hung him, hung himself, um, and we lost him at work, um, the first fellow that came out was not good. And that, that really emphasized the need for that, that competency in dealing with what we deal with. You have to um, speak the language, man. That's exactly. Like, you exactly. Have to, you have to. <laughs> and it's, you know, it's hard to talk about. Um, he was incredibly close. One of our camping guys, we, we did a lot of stuff together, but that opened our eyes. Like we need people that understand and there is that avenue. So, so the, the approach I took was I don't want um, psychiatrists. I don't want doctors. Um, I just want nature in the water and, and concentrating on that silly drift to, to do what it does, right. What it does for me, what it does for you, yeah. what now I've seen it do for other people. Yeah. So there, there's avenues to get that clinical help. I wanted to try something different and it's seems to be working. I, it seems to be working. Well, that's the thing though, is like, dude, I don't, I don't know how many fucking people I've introduced to fly fishing. I've introduced my buddy art. I've introduced Emily. I've introduced Bronson. I've introduced a fucking ton of people, my wife, a fucking ton of people to fly fishing, man. And it's all been like, 
overwhelmingly beneficial. And I think the reason why is because it's no different than meditation at the end of the day, right? We were talking about this over here, right? It's rhythmic motions. I, my my own uncle, I fucking introduced a fly fishing too. It's rhythmic motions. It's repetitive. And all you hear is you're not really talking to each other unless you need like a hand. If you don't know how to tie a knot or if you get hung up on something like that and you, it's your last fucking fly. Hey man, did you see any heads rise? Yeah. 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 Oh yeah. Yeah. This is hatching right now. Try this fucking fly. Right. But it's rhythmic motions. It's super repetitive and it sounds boring as fuck when I'm saying this and I'm not doing justice to like describe it. I get it. it. I get it. You get it. I I totally understand. It's, it's meditation. Yes. That's what it is, man. It's, it's, uh, it's being able to like disassociate whatever's happening. That's causing you stressors. And all you're focused on is like I said, getting this silly fly in whatever little part of water you want and making sure it drifts through to look like a real fly to catch a fish. That's, like, it. that's it. That's it. And, and you're so like laser focused on doing it right. Yeah. That all that crap, you don't even think about it. It's, it's the most amazing thing. You know what I think it is? Is I think it is like the, all the ADHD components of what a firefighter, a good firefighter has focused into something that's outside in yeah, nature, different. no pressure, but yep. you still get the adrenaline rush. Yeah. When you hook yeah. something, you're like, my fucking heart starts pounding. Yeah, well, it's so much fun. It's, it's like, oh. well, and you, and you just mentioned your wife. Um, so when we had all the stuff with our kid happen, yeah. what we've, my wife and she, She's cool with this, but she had postpartum depression. Mm -hmm. So, you know, come full circle, we were asked to help with um, Loma Linda University's. um, It's like a parental guidance kind of a thing where we work in cahoots with uh, the staff at the hospital to make the parents experience better. And so my wife, she's, you know, she's a teacher, master's degree. She's way smarter than I am. Like. I don't know why she married me smarter than me. Um, she, she dove into research and statistics and what she found is like 90 or 95% of women whose kids are in the NICU have postpartum depression. Yeah. And most hospitals do not offer services to the parents. I'm not surprised. Like mental right. health in this country, man, it's well, anywhere. You could throw a fucking dart at a map and mental health right. is just so, kind of dismissed. So that was her focus was if we're going to do this, we need to have social workers and people that can help the moms and dads, brothers and sisters, whoever that needs it Mm -hmm. dealing with this sick child, like tiny human, tiny human. Yeah. Get better while they're here. We have them here. They're going to be here all freaking day. Yeah. Watching their baby, taking care of their baby, helping get their baby changed, doing whatever we need to at least make the effort to, to get them help because they may not know it, but when they go home, same as what happened with my wife, it was not right. She was not right. She was hurting, you know, both physically, she couldn't take her baby home at night. Like, Oh, that's so all those right there, that connection right right there. That's so crucial, man. So all those things that are what should be a normal birth. Yeah. These, these parents in the NICU, they don't get they don't get it. And then they got to come back and watch their baby be poked and prodded in this test and that test. Like we watched our son get a spinal tap. Like what, what, you know what I mean? It's it's the kind of stuff where you're like, this should not be happening. 
to a baby. It does happen. So what can we do to help these parents not only cope, but, but start the healing process. So that was her focus with this whole um, being asked to be on this parental advisory board was we need to get that going. Yeah. But fly fishing helped her get better. So, so it wasn't just for me, like, like my, all the stuff that we dealt with together was helped by fly fishing, but she, you know, we dealt with the NICU side of things and her even more so, but the fly fishing helped somebody who was not even related to the fire service deal with her, her post-traumatic stress from watching her, her son nearly die a couple of times. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's, it's, so I couldn't even fucking imagine. So, so it doesn't, it doesn't have to be specific to us in the first responder realm. I think it could be beneficial across the board. So they do stuff like, uh, like Ryan and Rob, um, Bueller out of the, out of the current river fly shop and guy who owns the fly shop. They help do like casting for recovery, which is breast cancer survivors. That's fucking cool. So traumatic, super, um, they have muscular damage from maybe a mastectomy or whatever. <clears throat> the motion of fly casting helps rebuild those muscles and it helps them get through the, sorry, dude, the, uh, <laughs> The trip talk with my hands, I guess, you know, work. what are you Italian? <laughs> Just a little bit. Let's coach. Um, but it helps, it helps those women get through that. Mm-hmm. So it, it, this, this isn't unique to first responders, but it is a different Avenue to get better. Yeah. And it freaking works. It's just bananas. How good it works. Well, that's the thing, dude, is like, I think it's just the reconnection with nature. I think that's the biggest thing, right? It's calm. It's peaceful. You hear the babbling brook. I mean, I mean, fuck dude, you could download like the sound of a babbling brook to help you sleep at night. It's like a white noise machine. Yeah, dude. Dude, that shit is so peaceful, man. It's so peaceful. It just works. It does. It just works. So like I said, we're, we're trying, we're trying to not grow it. We're not a brand. We're not trying to be a conglomerate. We're just trying to grow it to where we have outreach <clears throat> to get the word out. Hey, if you need me, like, dude, I can't tell you how many guys I've taken out just one-on-one. Yeah. I tell guys that all the time. Hey, it doesn't have to be like some pup. Oh, well, they Busted in dogs. <laughs> Hi dogs. Um, it, is a special guest on it, the show. It doesn't, it doesn't have to be a, like a sanctioned, like a, a planned event. If you need me, call me. Yeah. I don't care. My, my wife understands the benefits. She, she gets it. She's on board. She's a huge supporter and she'll just say, go, just go. Yeah. That dude needs your help or needs the help of, of being on the water. Just go take him. Go. So, if we could get the word out and like I told you earlier, it's hard on the fed side of things because I don't have a ton of connections. Hopefully this, hopefully this gets the word out that, that I don't care what color pants you wear. I don't care what job you do. Law enforcement, fire, wildland nurse dispatch. Doesn't matter. Yeah. Doesn't matter. I don't care if you need to try something different to get better. Just call me. Yeah. Find us online. I don't, I finally got the 
website working. So that was, a, that was an act of God because I don't know how to do it. Um, it worked. Wix and Squarespace, dude. You can't go wrong. That's what I used. Yep. It was awesome. Yep. Um, Drag and drop. Baby. That's right, man. And type. I don't know HTML. So <laughs> no, dude. So that, that's, that's our mission is, is just to help however we can. I, I mean, I've got formalized mission and vision statement, you know, typical firefighter. Uh, you gotta have that shit. But, but ultimately what it boils down to is I just, we just want to help like in a different way that maybe if you're not comfortable talking to a stranger, like just come out and hang out, you know, throw a rod around, maybe catch a fish. Well, look at the overlap between outdoorsmen and outdoors women and firefighting. There's a huge. Most of us like to be outdoors. There's a huge Hunting, fucking overlap. Fishing, doesn't, camping. Doesn't matter if you're municipal whatever. or wildland. Absolutely. Right? Or private contractor or fucking whatever. Mm-hmm. It doesn't matter. There's a huge overlap there. And I think that we crave that. Like, yeah. I love going hunting with my dad. I love going fly fishing. Yeah. In general, it doesn't matter who the fuck well, with, man. And it it's, it's amazing to me. This is completely an aside, but <laughs> excuse me. It amazes me the generosity of people. So I didn't know what I was doing. We started this thing up and I'm like, nobody man, knows what the fuck they're doing. No, when they're starting a business or a nonprofit, especially. I go, I, Jesus. I, and I said, you know, at, at some point I can't keep coming out of pocket on this. So we, I organized this fundraiser. Dude, people were just, Hey, here's, you know, like drift fly fishing up in Washington. Hey, here's a back, you know, um, the president of the fly fishing club, Southern Sierra flight, his name's Chiaki Arami. Hey, I build custom rods and they're immaculate, immaculate. It's I mean, pieces, pieces of art. Like you almost don't want to use them. They're so awesome. <laughs> hey, I, I'll build a fly rod. Here's a fly rod. Um, another member of the fly fishing club. And I, I apologize if you're ever listening to this, forgot your name. Terrible human. Here's a, here's a reel. Here's a reel to go on that fly rod. Yeah. Ryan. Ryan Bueller, the Bueller bros. Here's a fly line, hundred dollar fly line. And Oh, here's a dozen hand tied flies from their professional fly tires. Here's 12 professional tied flies. This is the dopest Here you fucking go. flies. My ever. cousin, yeah. my cousin, David owns a, owns a, he's part of one of a gunshot. Here's a shotgun, raffle that off. So we, we put this together and, and we raised all this money. You know, it's, there are good people in the world and the generosity of people. There's, it's just amazing. Like, uh, we had a, a company, um, I don't know if you guys use them citrus squeeze. Yeah. I know citrus squeeze. Okay. Yeah. So they, yeah, they, they make PPE, decon stuff. Yeah. PPE cleaner. Right. Well, yeah. they also do off-road cleaning stuff. Oh really? I and, did not know that. And Jordan Evans from their off-road side, um, they're one big, you know, company. Um, they just have two separate divisions. Jordan Evans, she won the shotgun. She got a hold of me. She goes, Hey, I don't know you, but here's a hundred bucks. Like, here's what I do. This is a company I work for. We are a hundred percent behind you. Here's a hundred bucks. Um, you know, throw my name in the raffle. No shit. She won the shotgun. So it's super awesome for her. <laughs> it's like, lucky super her. cool. But, but she didn't know me from Adam. Was like, it something like, cool? Like a Benelli or like, uh, you know, I don't know what kind of gun. I, dude, I'm, I'm a gun. I'm, I'm a, a Remington. I'm a Remington 870 express dude. I got one. I've got a wingmaster from the seventies and I've killed dude, more birds with that than, than my awesome over under. <laughs> I am a traditional pump action shotgun. Yeah, I've, got a, hunter, I've got a killer over under and I've, I've, I have put more food on my table with an eight seventy wingmaster from 1972 than I have my over under. So dude, I'm, with, I'm rocking like a, I'm a fucking, you, dude. F- fucking three inch 
like a oh, yeah. three inch chamber fucking 870 express this, from this, walmart this dude. poor shotgun has been rebarreled more times than i care to admit from how much <laughs> i shoot it but but it's just it's those kinds of people where I'm, it just it boggles my mind that they're like hey i don't know you but i understand what you're trying to do and how can we help so without having our 501c3 which i know will help um it seems like there's still people that understand what we're trying to accomplish and they just, they just get it. They help. They believe in you. Man. It's amazing. It's a, it, it's like that blind faith, you know, it's like, oh, dude, like, I don't know what I did to deserve whole, that. If you build it, they will come mentality. I guess. Talking and it ain't no, dreams, it ain't no awesome, awesome, you know, baseball field or anything, which I think they're going to play on that here pretty soon. Baseball nerd. So, um, but, but all that to say, man, it's, it's, it's working, it's working. And whether it, it's monetary or, um, gear or whatever, it doesn't matter to me. I'll, I'll pay for it. Yeah. I'll, I will make it happen because it's working. No, and it's, 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 it's a whole super awesome thing, dude. It's like, if you're into a good thing, I'm a firm believer. One, I don't believe in coincidence. And two, I, I firmly believe if you're putting out the right energy in the world and you're in it for the good cause and like something genuine and wholesome, like, the fucking universe is going to come back to you tenfold, man. Well, I don't care if it comes back to me. Well, come back to the organization. I, I know what you're saying. Helping people I, I hope, that, I hope that it comes back to the people we're trying to help. Yeah. And, and our community, no, and not just firemen. I gotta stop saying not just firefighters, <laughs> but the, the people, the people that serve others in whatever aspect that is in the first responder world, all the way down to the nurses and ER docs. We need to help them. That's the bottom line. Like they're those, those folks. And I, it feels like, like you said, the dispatchers, the, the ER nurses, they're often forgot. Oh, hundred percent. They are often forgot. I mean, hundred percent. I mean, you said, you, you know, you did some rotations and clinicals and stuff. And yeah. so you understand like. It's intense. It doesn't, it doesn't stop when we drop them off. No, it continues and continues. And those, and those folks. Time. Those, those <laughs> she's breathing. Me, dude. Kimber. This, that's awesome. So this those, is Kimber right here. She is our resident uh, toy bringer. You know, those, those folks take our pile of crap that we were dealt. And, oh, yeah. they, and then they got to try to weed it out. Yeah. You unwrap the turd sandwich yeah, and, and then, then you serve. Yeah, it to the exactly. Nurses, exactly. The you know, and those, the and those ER. ER docs. Right. Yeah, and, yeah. and we got to We have to take care of them too. So that's kind of been the challenge is, is, figuring out a mode to excuse me, to connect with all these people up and down the state. You ever thought about bringing on someone who's like a trauma doc or a fucking charge nurse or something? I have a like lot that? of ideas. Yeah. Um, it's just putting them into motion. And, yeah. and unfortunately the, the connections I do have, I've been met with, uh, you know, we're not allowed to send those kind of emails out or flyers or whatever. So it's like, okay, well, do I just, walk around like slap that up on the pegboard and you know i don't know so it's it's uh it, it's very similar to trying to reach out to how many different cal fire units how many different forest service units it's a lot and, and, you know how many different forests in the state of california how many different municipal departments are there dude jesus dude. trying to get the cpf to give me an email list i haven't heard anything back good it's, luck it's, it's going to be hard. Uh, it's, it's hard. Um, luckily social media is I'm terrible at it, but it's pretty amazing. Like just like I told you earlier, you, you putting up silly, like 
thing about my website. I had an unbelievable spike, I guess. I, you know, it gives you that little bar graph of how many people you reached. But we we had a dude from Idaho on the Fed side of things reach out and say, "Hey, I'm gonna. I would like to send a guy down." Yeah. Awesome. Bring him. And then maybe that translates into you know Idaho has its own chapter one day or like Nevada or Arizona. I don't know. Is that where you plan on going with this whole thing? Is I like have no idea, dude. I, I, I honestly, that's, if that happens, it'd be amazing. It would dude, be amazing. Honestly, man, if you fucking start starting up chapters and then like, you're like, yeah, hey, I need people in Reno, Nevada. I'll be, I'll be a huckabuller. Dude, dude. I'll, I'll, be, I'll, I swear to God, you say the fucking word. That I would be sign up tomorrow. That would be incredibly humbling. I don't. I don't know. I didn't have any, uh, I did not have plans, dude. I did not have like this, you know, some people start out like a 501c3 or um, a business and they have this huge, I'm, I'm going to do, I'm going to get to this level. My level was local. Like I started local. Mm-hmm. Then I started kind of trying to hit as many of the municipals that I could find emails for um, up and down the state of California and that's kind of where it's landed um, until I can figure out my life and what's going on with it. Because <laughs> um, it's a big undertaking. It takes, it takes some time. It's not a huge burden. Um, it's for sure a burden of love. I, 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 I it's a passion project. I, yeah. I enjoy yeah. the hell out of it. Um, and we know it works. So it doesn't matter how much it takes it, as long as we get it done. But if it was to, if it was to grow, I, th- I think it could help. Yeah. You know, outside of my little sphere of like the Inland Empire of Southern California, <laughs> which, which, you know, I've had guys from, you know, from as far up as Sacramento down to San Diego and anywhere in between yeah. so far. And now you got people from Idaho hitting you up. Dude, it, it's awesome. And that was, it's good. No, that no, wasn't no, that's, me. That's fucking perfect. That wasn't me. That's because. No, it wasn't. Put up a, it wasn't put me up a either. Post. <laughs> well, it put wasn't up, me either. You put up a post with your reach, dude. It worked out no, great. Dude, it, it's, it's, that's the whole thing, right? So like. it's i don't really know how to like put this in the right frame of context but uh that's the whole thing right i I believe in what you're doing right because it's worked for me and unbeknownst to me i didn't realize what the fuck i was doing but i just started doing this on my own i'm I'm all 100 self-taught right i never gone to a guide in my entire life i like just talking bullshit with people at reno fly (laughs) shop i just you should do a guide trip dude Dude, I want to. On so the Henry's Fork been, in Idaho. I have been, fu- I fucking some of the Orvis trips for a while now. Oh, yeah. Or the green, like the green or Provo in Utah. Oh, God. Oh, man. I could nerd out about this shit all day, but unbeknownst to me, this has actually been wildly beneficial to my mental health. Yeah. How is that? Tra- how is that translated into your personal life? It's great, dude. All right. This is like, all right. Like, going out and even though I didn't do much fly fishing, I was like, I'm mostly filming and like fucking nerding out with my stupid ass camera <laughs> the whole time we were out today. Yeah. With M and shit. Um, dude, that's, that's still therapeutic. Just being in proximity of the water. Like, yeah. Even if I'm not fly fishing, even if I'm just teaching like how to tie knots or how to like run a riffle or fucking run this run yeah. or whatever, dude, or just how to set up like a leader I don't care, man. I'm just like, I'm giving like something that was very beneficial to me and my mental health. And this is like my therapy. Yeah. And I'm passing that on to somebody else, man. I, I fucking love that shit, yeah. dude. If I but, can perpetuate pers- this cause. Personally. Good. Personally. Here at home. Yes. How has it helped? 
Honestly, asking, dude, I'm re-interviewing you right now. Dude. <laughs> oh, on the spot here. Um, honestly, dude, like the whole therapy thing, like, yeah, if I, I, I don't give a shit if I'm going out with somebody or if I'm going by myself, if I come home from a flight, like a, even like two hours on the water, yeah. I come home a different person. It's amazing. Yeah. Cause you get all the stress. You got all the fucking bullshit, right? You got your day job. You got managing a business. I, this is a business, right? I mean, I got to do all the paperwork and the taxes and all that shit, right? Maintain contacts, all of this stuff. And then I've got a, I'm, I'm raising two kids in the process. A newborn. A newborn and a 16 month old man. And he is borderline domestic terrorist because he's not the only man <laughs> in the bananas. house anymore. He is batshit insane. Love him to death. Is he a little wild? Yeah. Is That's he a little all right, much man. Sometimes? Makes it more fun. Eh, he's a little bit, but love him nonetheless. He's my boy. All these stressors of like just living day to day life. When you're on the water, all that shit just fucking flows downstream, yep. dude. Yep. Hundred percent, man. So if you can come home a more present and clearer person and a calmer person, even if it's for hugely beneficial, hugely beneficial, man. That's and and that's what what I want people to understand. I mean, you have a pretty big reach that you know if if it they don't know me from Adam, I'm some. Doesn't matter. You I'm some good cause. Yeah, I'm some knucklehead from Southern California. We're all fucking you know? knuckleheads, dude. Come on. But but I want you to understand that what you're doing with this here. Two computers and two computers four and, microphones and, and a camera. Yeah, that's right. And a couple <laughs> knuckleheads talking. Your your ability to reach people that I can't. Like it's it's pretty it, it's a big responsibility. You, you have taken on like all of, all of the stuff that you've talked about in your past episodes. Like it's a big deal, dude. Like the pay, the benefits, um, having the doctors on, having these people that are way smarter than you and I probably put together too. <laughs> Crazy, right? <laughs> like that, the, the reach you have and, and people that routinely listen to what you talk about and the people you have on hearing you explain that something as silly as fly fishing benefits your life. I hope that that translates over and they go, Oh man, maybe I should, maybe I should give that a try or maybe I should contact this nerd John that likes to, <laughs> you know, that likes to fly fish and maybe I'll, you know, I'm, I'm going through some stuff and, and maybe that'll help. I don't care if you need help coming down, call me, get, yeah. get a hold of me. I will help fly you down. I've got a spare bedroom. There's a lot of, fly tying stuff in there. So it's kind of messy. Dude, you're literally sitting in an office it, slash it spare is, bedroom slash this shit is, collector. This is way more organized than my fly tying room, but there's a bed there. It's comfortable. I, I, I don't care. Like yeah. money does not, it, it's important, but it, it's not the most important. Like the most important is helping our brothers and sisters not suffer. Oh, hundred percent. And so if, that's all I'm trying if like, I hope you understand. And this is like kind of heavy, I guess, but like your reach is hugely important. Like not just this, like the fly fishing thing. Yeah. That's one aspect of what you've been doing or what you have been doing, excuse me. But all the other stuff that you've done, dude, and talked about, I, I don't know how many people you've helped. You need to, you need to 
think about like it's pretty awesome man i don't like, even want to think about it it's amazing well no i mean I truly amazing because it's, it's it's not really me that's helping the people out there it's people like you right i'm just a facilitator dude uh, i'm just giving you like anecdotal experience and but, but fucking like, like my personal experience of like what i've ex- like done shit right so yeah, have that sorry the dog she's trying to, trying to get the whiskey. whiskey uh good girl yeah come here, come here. good dog dude come here. she's fine <laughs> uh no, but, but hearing, hearing your, your personal side of things and not just, you know, me talking about my stuff, um, hearing that it's helped you. I, I don't know. Maybe we, maybe we help somebody tonight, you know, I, I don't that's know. That's the goal, right? I don't, I don't give a shit if it helps one person Dude, or not. That's I mean, all that matters, it, 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 man. Just one. That's, that's all, all I want. That, that's all one. that matters. It's really, it's, it's a profound thing to think about. And I don't know if you've ever actually like, I, I, I'm sitting over here listening to you talk that's why I like to ask questions too. Cause I like to hear people's experiences and why it helps them. Cause then it just gives me ammo when I go talk to other people about it. Yeah. But to hear you explain it the way you do it, dude, I think it's going to be impactful. I hope it is, man. It should be. Yeah. I think it will be. I mean, you got a pretty big reach and. I mean, I'm no fucking Joe Rogan by the hey. way. <laughs> hey, no. I'm no Alex Jones. No. <laughs> Joe's a good dude. I like uh, that. Where's my tinfoil hat at? No. <laughs> but you know, all that to say, it's it whatever whatever you're trying to accomplish here, it's working. And I appreciate it. And I and we that. I mean, we connected online. You know, it's like we were online dating. It's pretty pretty funny. Uh <laughs> did you 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 offered your home to me like we hung out you made me di- like that that doesn't go unnoticed um on my end for sure it's just it it's uh just again reaffirms that there are good people in this world and they're trying to do the right thing and you nailed it man that's good thanks man i appreciate yeah, you bet, man. Words, man i don't know dude I, I think this whole uh anchor point thing is just i guess it's a passion project i guess that's another piece of therapy right uh, honestly man, helping others helping others and like giving back to the community that's like that's what I, I i'm trying to accomplish with this whole podcast thing and like really i'm just some douchebag with a microphone who's like 35 years old and <laughs> yeah and i like fly fishing and being outdoors and hanging out with my kids that's all it is but yeah. like i guess hearing stories like yours hearing stories like ben john or micah booze or emily Partaby or booker booker's fucking awesome dude like hearing all of these stories right i think passing on and preserving that legacy of what they've experienced and giving that to the up-and-comers and and the people that are currently out there to make their lives better or to learn something anything just one little you don't you don't have to deal with this nonsense by yourself no we're not alone out there no and that's the thing, I guess this is therapy in its own regard, right? It's no different than fly fishing. This it's is an awesome way of thinking project, about dude. it, man. It's yeah. an awesome way of thinking about it. Yeah. I think I've honestly, I've probably learned more about fire doing my podcast for the last three years than I have in my 11 years of wildland firefighting. Yeah. And more importantly, what have you learned about human nature, your life, your life, yourself? It's complex, man. It's crazy. It's, it's wild. Just those, I mean some of the best learning moments have not been about firefighting. It's just no. been talking with dudes and, and hashing out life's nonsense. You know, Here we are drinking whiskey, 
Yeah, man. Talking about fly fishing, solving world problems, man. Something like that. It's like sitting at the <laughs> coffee table in the morning. I love it, dude. I mean, and honestly, dude, honestly, if I can like highlight something that is unique or a unique perspective or somebody who's passing on that good to the world, I'm all about having them on the show and talking about this just like you and I are. Yeah. So yeah. I think it's the gratitude is all mine is what I'm getting at. Gotcha. No, I, I think it's without being a great orator. I, I think this is my first experience doing this kind of a thing. Um, like ever period. Never been on a podcast. No, nah, man, I, I, I don't, I don't like public speaking. Luckily there's no public here. So maybe that makes it a little <laughs> easier. Um, I'm not good at that stuff. Um, what I like about it is, is like, I'm just talking directly to you. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. You your shit. This is so like, easy, dude. So easy. Microphones and but, headphones. <laughs> Um, without, like I said, without being a, an, an excellent speaker or anything, I, I think having listened to the, your past people on here, whatever you're trying to accomplish is working, man. I'm not trying so, to, man. not trying to be like, all right, but, um, <laughs> you might edit that That's one out. Better. Hey, you might edit that one out. Um, <laughs> uh, but there, it, it just reaffirms that there are good people in the world trying to pass on the help period. And, and you're doing it. No different than you, man. Yeah. Dude, you're taking random motherfuckers out in the woods and fly fishing with them for two days. <laughs> Dude, it's awesome, man. It's it's fun. That's Just to the get thing. them like it, that whole like nature reconnecting. I mean, a lot of these folks that you're helping out, they're in nature and experiencing traumatic events. Yeah. Right? And, th- and that's the cool thing is I'm not I'm not doing anything. I know it's all them. Like you said, you said, it's all you're, them. A, you, you're, a you're f- just giving them the like tool to smoke the fucking drug that makes them better which happens to be sure. a fly rod. Yeah. Yeah. Well, like you said, you're a facilitator for, for getting this information out or potentially helping somebody. That's, it's really no different. It's no different on my end. I, I just, I just organize some nonsense and then let the experts do their thing. Yeah. And the expert is not me. You know, I've the got, expert is oftentimes yourself. I've got, I've got incredibly intelligent humans that know this sport and know the benefit of it and they can teach the hell out of it and explain why it works way better than me. And thank God they're around. You know, thank you, Ryan Bueller. It's my shameless plug. Uh, <laughs> it, just a, an incredibly human being dedicated to helping people. He has no idea who they are. No different than first responders doing the same thing every day. Oh yeah. We have no idea. You show up to a random person's house. Of course you get your freaking flyers, but he, he is doing the same thing we do just on a different level. That's fucking rad. And he understands why it works and how it works. And is he's bought in, man. Sergio's the same way. Sergio Martinez, same way. Drinking the Kool-Aid. Uh, he, he's a, he's a nut to fly fisherman, but, but he, like I said, he's, you know, he's search and rescue and does all this stuff, but he, same thing. He understands the benefit. Yeah. And to have these people is like, you know, my, my right hand dudes, my co-founders of this, this wild idea I have buying a hundred percent, not knowing what we're doing. It just, it's amazing, man. It's really, really neat and humbling, incredibly humbling. I'd be proud of that, man. Incredibly humbling. I'd be um, super proud of that. Hang your hat on this one, man. This is, this well, is a cool thing. Yeah, It's got a lot of potential to it. It's, 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 it's in its infancy, right? It's a blossoming organization. Yeah, this, this next trip in October. So 
again, shameless plug. We have spots still for October. Um, I don't care where you come from. It does not matter to me. Um, you a place to stay. I'll put you up. I don't care. Um, but we still have, Oh, shit, I'd have to look at my list. Sorry, <laughs> three or four, maybe five spots. Nice thing is, is I can make the rules. So, uh, yeah, if you need help, just give me a shout. <laughs> we'll make it happen. Um, but it's October 22nd. Uh, it'll be on the Kern River in California. If, again, if you need help getting down, whatever, I don't care. Reach out. Let's let's get these people to help, man. I, I, don't, I don't know what else to say, really. That's... That is the sole focus of this thing is, is alternative help medicine. I don't, I don't know what to call it. Something different, man. It's, it's no different. It's than, different. Yeah. It's, it's no different than the wildland wellness foundation. It's no different which, than dude. You want to talk about some amazing people. Yeah. WFF. Um, the, the guys over at hotshot brewery, yep. just donating and helping and, like there's, there's amazing people out there. You just got to go find them. You got to go find them and, and latch on and support those people. That's the other thing is like, you got to, you got to understand what they're doing and just, just ride that wave, man. just, just buy into to what they're doing. Cause they're helping, they're helping the people that you associate with and you want to see be better. And you know, what's it's, fucking it's amazing, wild, man. dude, you know, what always blows my mind is how interconnected the fire community is like structure municipal it does fire, not matter like it doesn't states. matter everybody doesn't knows matter. everybody dude everybody is so capacity, small dude in some capacity you're gonna run into somebody on some campaign fire yeah hey oh dude we went to the fire our academy like Wait, holy smokes academy dude. 66 <gasps> your academy is this yeah yeah did we just become best friends oh dude we <laughs> met we met on such and such fire right oh yeah i was there you know we were on division whatever it's it's crazy how dude keep looking at the timer are we going over no sorry man i'm just trying to like time my <laughs> camera the film with the audio so fair enough but you're absolutely right and and it's it's a good thing in that like you can we can look out for each other like hey man we have the ability to do it yeah like hey it's nothing fucking new like like now doing this you know like like i said we've known each other for approximately uh eight hours like I'm gonna, just about i'm gonna is it almost midnight already? It is one eleven in the morning. Good Lord. Sorry, dude. <laughs> I don't so, care. I'm so sorry. I do not care. Don't uh, apologize. Remember, this is my therapy. Fair enough. <laughs> um, you know, like you, you make those connections. Like some of these guys, I've, I don't know. I don't know them from anybody uh, from Adam, you know, the, the old, dude, it doesn't matter though. But I, I routinely like, will text him. Hey dude, how's it going? Yeah. How's it going? Brandon, how's it going, man? How's it, you know, how's the new job or whatever, right? Like that's, that's the, that's the community that the fire service brings. It's amazing. It really, it really is amazing. Like I, same thing. I get guys text me all the time. Hey dude, how's, you know, such and such or whatever guys that come out on trips. Super cool, man. Yeah. Super cool. Humbling. Very humbling. Quick question for you, sir. So the folks that are brand new. To fly fishing. Yeah. There's going to be inevitably some frustration there, right? So as far as like taking these new, yeah, a lot, right? Yeah. You're going to burn nest your shit. You're going to get snagged on everything. You're not going to know how yep. to tie a knot. Especially on the current where we usually do our trips. Ooh. All right. So for those newbies that are thinking about 
going, however, have no fly fishing experience whatsoever. What are some things that you guys do to help? I oh, guess that's help a, them along. That's a good one. So I didn't know how to tie a fucking goddamn clinch knot. No, no. So or God forbid a fucking blood knot. So this was not my idea at all. Completely uh, Ryan Bueller from the Kern River Fly Shop's idea. So the Kern River Fly Shop offers beginner, intermediate, and advanced fly fishing classes. So like the beginner, though. This is a fly rod. This is how it works. You know, <laughs> so like real, <laughs> right. Right. So they, they start from the ground up. Yeah. Right. And then, Oh, this is how you do, um, you know, a flop cast, a roll, you know, so whatever. Cast, right. So, fly so, cast. so they can, the, the cool thing is, is they can walk out of the fly shop and their classroom across the street and they're on the river. Oh no shit. Yeah. In a perfect spot. It's like, uh, it's, it's very slow moving. They use rods with, um, you know, some fly line or maybe some yarn, like the practice stuff. Yeah. And they work on it. Totally his idea. He goes, dude, what if we do in the beginning in the morning, we'll come in and do like basic intros. Hey, you know, it's Brandon. I, I was a forester fireman, blah, blah, blah. This is why I'm here. Oh, Hey, I'm John. You know, I, I kind of started this thing and this is my story. This is why I'm here. So we, you know, do the basic like classroom introductions, you know, and then he goes into his, like what he teaches at his basic class. Yeah. So fly rod, this is the real, this is the fly line. This is how it works. This is how you load the rod. This is what basic entomology. Then we practice tying knots and, and we do this pretty quick because we want to get people out on the water until we can get our two days um, where we can do maybe to spend a little more time on that. And then go fish and then have a whole day of fishing. Um, we kind of abbreviate it. So, hey, how many guys know how to, you know, tie X, Y, and Z knot? Oh, okay, cool. Hey, we're gonna work on on the on the basic knots with these folks, but hey, if you if you want to learn a cool new knot, you know, for fly fishing, come over here. Yeah. So so we basically do they basically get like a beginner's course, crash course, um, in an hour. Then we go down and do some practice casting or if we're like, man, let's just get out on the water. We'll go straight on the water and we'll like, you know, myself, Ryan, and any of the other volunteer guides, um, who are typically professionals. I am not my hack, but we will, we'll work on, on the water. Yeah. And you know, we'll, Hey, here's, here's how to read the water. Here's what you're looking for. Here's where fish hold. Here's what you're watching for your indicator to do or your dry dropper to do. That motherfucker stops at all. You yeah set it you know <laughs> set it, sets dude. are sets are free you know sets are free um, so that that's like the the very basic program and then so um in the morning you know my wife and i will get there um we order breakfast burritos for everybody so we get big old burly breakfast burritos good coffee um from my buddy alex's coffee company freebird coffee um it's all organic oh yeah get shameless plug um, but they, they have, Alex has 100, I'll actually see him on uh, Thursday. So we're going to go fish together on the current. Oh, yeah. Um, they just give us stuff. Okay. Here's as much coffee as you think you need. Here's 10 uh, pounds of coffee. No questions asked. Right. Go and nuts. they just, it's, he's a great dude. Hell yeah. Um, veteran known too. So, you know, hang your hat on that one. <laughs> fellas support. Um, but we, but we, we go in, we handle that. So then when people come in, it's just, it's just like a, it's a family atmosphere, man. We're just hanging out. 
if you want to talk, you can talk about whatever. Yeah. Like if you want to air out your shit, like right away, go for it. Like we're just, we're not doctors. We're just there to support each other. You're there to listen and yeah. teach how to fly. Yeah, fish. exactly. And, yeah. and if you want to talk with your guide on the water or the other people that in your group, mm-hmm. by all means, like that's, I wanted it to be super organic and not a forced, like super, you know, like, like, like some, some, you know, psych sitting across with their pen and paper. So yeah. did you know that you have this yeah, problem ex- exactly. stemming from your, youth? exactly. Like, we wanted, on, we wanted to be super down. organic. Like yeah. it would be at work, you know, if you do like a hot wash on a bad call or um, whatever. Yeah. So we just set it up that way. Just kind of, kind of easy going. Um, we work with whatever level you're at and then we go have fun have lunch on the water no pressure super relaxed no no we don't no no we don't we don't care what level you're at where you're at in your life personally if you catch something or don't catch shit no and, yeah. and unfortunately the last one the the snow melt had just happened so we oh had, so it was, just was stained oh. and, and the water was high and but it didn't matter it doesn't matter. Dude. It did not matter. The guys had so much, and we had no, no females on this trip. Um, the first one we did, or yeah, the last couple we have, they didn't care. The dudes did not care. It was just being there, getting that, that water therapy yeah. and it worked. It freaking worked, dude. It was it's all amazing. That matters, dude. Like honestly, it was amazing. all that matters. So long story long, we again went on another 10 minute rant about, what we do, but that's, that's the basic setup of the day. Mm-hmm. Um, until we, you know, need to change it. That's kind of what we're going to do. I think so. If it ain't broke, don't fix it, man. No, no. And, and, and luckily, like, uh, like I said, the, the pros Ryan and Rob and Sergio and all these dudes, they, if they see something that we need to change, they're like, Hey, let's do this. Okay. Do that's the, that's the glory of not having any confines. We can just kind of wing it. Yeah. We can kind of wing it as we need to, you know, and, and it works, it works. So. Okay. Yeah, man. I'm looking forward to it. Uh, hopefully I can get down there on October 27th. So 22nd, 22nd, not yeah. 27th, 22nd. So that's, yeah, that's, that's the date. We'll be there. Um, I typically get there a few days ahead of time for logistical reasons. Um, so if people want to come camp and hang out, let me know. I'll reserve more spots camp right on the river i'm into it it's killer i'm into it it's so killer and the the campground we use they're they're really good people so it makes makes it very easy dude i love that stuff man like was it last weekend we went up to uh hat creek on the last one there and there was my buddy matt my former captain bronson and art fucking eric and just, we just had this great, and Alex, uh, one of Art's buddies who he works with, and we just were just fucking yarding trout out of this goddamn, this goddamn creek the entire time we were up you there. You need to and catch just, 20 inches, dude. Just, I don't give a shit. No, I don't man. even give a shit if I catch anything. I, I don't care. No, and it was, it was just so way. good. Any day on the water, catch or not catch yeah, anything, dude. dude I'm, I'm, I'm right there with into you. Into it, dude. I am into it. And we just had the greatest time, man. Yeah, Two days and, were up there. And on the Kern River, it's one of the few places, the only place you can catch a Kern River rainbow. So there you go. Kind of makes it a little more uh, fun. <laughs> they're, they're pretty beautiful, pretty beautiful fish, but it's a good spot. 
good people. Um, it just, it's awesome. It works. It just works. It ain't bro. Don't fix it, man. We're working on it. We'll make it better. Hey, there's always room for improvement. It's always a work in progress, dude. And then yeah. like, don't ever, ever let perfection get in the way of good. No, no, man. And, and we've, we've been pretty good about, um, and that's, that's the one thing Ryan, Ryan is so good about just like rolling with the punches, man. Like, Oh, you have to, Oh dude. It, and it, you and it, to. you know, in our, in our world, right. Like you gotta be lined out, right. Yeah. Like perfect, you know, like type a and, uh, he's like a perfect balance where he's just like, oh, all right, man. Yeah. We'll get it. You know, it's all good. Yeah. And, and it's amazing how, when you get into that, uh, that world of like, like thinking that mind of thinking that frame, um, you kind of just like, yeah, it doesn't matter. This shit does like it doesn't, not matter. It doesn't matter. Like these, these folks are not going to understand if something goes wrong. We're, we are not here to make things perfect. We're here to like provide the service to help them just have better. fun. Oh and dude, it's so chill. awesome. Just chill, dude. Yeah. And that instantly makes like your psyche go all right. You Wait, know, I this don't is have expectations awesome. here. What? Dude, it's super cool, man. Yeah. Like, oh, hey, the burritos won't be done until 815. All right. Whatever. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh, hey, uh, there's a lot of people in our spot today or whatever. You know, like the one spot we wanted to go to. All right. Well, there's, there's plenty there's, of river. There's 20 miles of river in this one <laughs> section. I think we'll be okay. It's pretty amazing, man. Like it, uh, it just makes it makes uh a lot of that minutia that you focus so hard on that could be such a big deal. Maybe outside of your regular life, you just are like, ah, yeah, cool, man. Like, well, it's like this. It's the, so well, cool, man. It's like the whole thing. Like, or, or I went, I went fly fishing with one of my buddies and uh, this like yokel, yokel local decided to come in there and he was playing hometown hero and decided just to high hold the fuck out of us. Right. Which is really shitty river etiquette. Right. Yeah. High holding, just don't do that. If, if you've never, don't fish on yeah, top of people. Yeah, if you've never listened to the uh, Fly Fish Food podcast about river etiquette, where you go out, you probably should. You probably should. Yeah, they uh, they extensively beat that horse to death. Yeah, on don't be what, an asshole. What not to do? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a good one. So high holding sucks. But anyways, this guy was high holding the holy shit out of us, <laughs> and he was getting so pissed. I'm all like, dude. We're on the Truckee River. There's miles oh, yeah. of water. Go to California. I don't it care. It goes yeah. way down there. It doesn't matter. Just go somewhere else. Yeah. Yeah. Dude. You got legs, right? Cool. You got water. Cool. You got some snacks and shit in your pack. Cool. We're good. Screw this guy. Let's go up to the river. Yep. See what we did. Ended up yarding a bunch of fish out of, and, out of the water. And had a great time. Exactly. <laughs> So can't let that little stuff, man, get you. Don't let it get to you, man. Uh, It's not the place. Nope. But as far as, uh, where we can find you on the old gram, the website, all that stuff, where we're going to find you at, uh, so it's hold the line fly fishing or at hold the line fly fishing and then htlflyfishing.org. htlflyfishing.org. That's the website. That's the website. And then, um, I'm, Pretty sure that the emails go straight to me. So I'll be the one answering them. We find on website. What's that? Website and Instagram. We can find the email. Uh, the Instagram will take you to the website, which will take you to the email address. Okay. And um, 
I do the direct messaging stuff. I do everything. I do, I do it all. So one man army. Yeah. Send it. Yeah. The other guy, the other guys, yeah. The other guys are very busy. So I try to wrangle all the, um, social media and, um, everything else. It's a lot of work. Yeah. Yeah. So it'll be me and I am very liberal with my, uh, phone number. So I like to give, I don't like answering stuff if I can via messaging or whatever i'd rather just talk to you it just it just is so much easier to give you a call. yeah it just is so yeah. much easier i know that's not the world we live in today everybody wants to text mm-hmm. um i'll do that too i don't care but it's it's hard for me to look at the little icon the little like red circle with the exclamation point that says i need to answer something on instagram <laughs> or my email i'd rather you just text me or call me um so if you need to get a hold of me direct, just ask for it. I will, I will absolutely give you my phone number. It's truly the easiest way because then if you're like, if you need something immediately, I will pick up the phone. And if I can't, cause I'm on a call or something at work, I will call you back. There we go. So it's, it's that important to me. I don't care. You're not bothering me. You are not bothering me at all. I want, I want to be accessible. And like I said, if, if you live in, Reno, Nevada, or, you know, wherever Idaho or Washington, I don't care. You want to come down? Let's go. Let's go. I will put you up in my house. I'll feed you. I'll give you coffee and we'll go fishing, man. It's, uh, it's, yeah, it's, it's, it's that important to me that I want to make sure that we get it done. So. Oh yeah, man. Change the world one fly rod at a time, man. I try. I dig it, dude. As far as, uh, that goes at the end of the episode. Always try and give it a opportunity for you to give a shout out to some homies, heroes, mentors. Oh man. What do you got for us, man? Uh, well, I guess I beat poor Ryan to death. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Ryan, his brother, Rob, um, Rob, the Bueller brothers, look them up if you ever need flies or a good guy down in Southern California. Excellent guys. Um, they've, they've poured as much of their heart into this as I have. Mm -hmm. So, um, we may not be blood, but we may as well be, um, unbelievable people. Uh, Sergio Martinez, same thing. Um, unreal. The Southern Sierra fly fishermen's club backed us super cool. Hell yeah. Um, God dang, dude, I could go on and on and on. Um, all these heroes, <laughs> um, dude, it, there's an extensive list. The people that know they're important to me, know they're important to me. Oh yeah. I think, uh, I think they know, they know who they are. They should know. They, so they better damn know yeah. who they are in regards to what we're talking about. The dudes I mentioned are the right hand guys. And then my wife, you know, so. Oh yeah. Yeah. She's right there with us. So yeah, I'll leave it at that, man. That's a, that's a, I should do it. Copy that. Yes, sir. Well, John. Thank you so much for being on the oh, show, thanks, man. man. I, I definitely appreciate it, man. We got some river time today. I and uh, say, I think we freaking went way longer than you probably expected. I apologize. Oh, I don't give it's a good shit, stuff. Man. Like I said, dude, this is like my therapy, man. It's good stuff. We managed to run the camera out of film, which is funny, but Whoa, we still got turned, the backup. Yeah, off, yeah look at that. No, off. we got, we got the GoPro. <laughs> oh, for the, the GoPro. Backup. All right. Yeah. So and you're high tech. Yeah. All right. Systems of redundancy. That's funny. <laughs> <laughs> I want quality content. Good man. Well, John. Hey, thank you so much for being on the show, man. Yeah. Thank you thank for you. Uh, going out. Thanks today. for letting me come up. Fuck yeah, dude. This is fun. Hell yeah. All right. 
See y'all later. And boom, there we go, ladies and gentlemen. Another episode of the Anchor Point Podcast is in the books with my good buddy, John Engel. Yeah, dude, you got a hell of a mission there. And uh, I got nothing but the utmost respect for you. Uh, You've basically turned two of my passions into an up and coming uh, nonprofit. And that is going to be, well, one, mental health and taking care of your damn self and getting out on the water and getting some lines wet. Yeah. That is one hell of a combination and I am super pumped for you and I can't wait to see where this whole thing goes. And uh, just let you know, man, if uh, you need a, I guess I'm using air quotes here, a guide up here in Reno, well, I'll be your huckleberry. Anyways, dude, thank you so much for being on the show and sharing your expertise and knowledge. And yeah, this is going to be awesome. So hopefully we'll get to uh, see you in October. And for those folks that are looking to get on the water and uh, yeah, get some uh, lines wet, take care of their uh, headspace. Well, hit up our buddy John here at Hold the Line Fly Fishing. You can find uh, him online on Instagram and on Facebook. So definitely hit him up. As for the rest of you, uh, keep your heads on a swivel. I know it's real easy to get complacent, especially when we kind of had a drag ass season when they were they're basically predicting the apocalypse. So keep your heads on a swivel. Don't get complacent. Keep it locked up. Lock it up. Get it done. Anyways, special shout out to our sponsors. We've got Mystery Ranch, purveyors of the finest damn packs on the West Coast and in the firefighting game. Actually, I don't even know why I just said the West Coast. They're all over the place. They're global. Yeah. Mystery Ranch, built for the mission. Go over to www.mysteryranch.com and check it out. We've got Hotshot Brewery, kick-ass coffee for a kick-ass cause. Go over there at www.hotshotbrewing.com and check out their full line of Wildland Firefighter-themed apparel and all of the kick-ass coffee for kick-ass cause you can get your hands on. We've got our buddy Booze over the ass movement. Use code ANCHORPOINTASS10, all one word, at checkout for 10% off your entire order over at www.thefirewild.com and last but not least not a sponsor but a cause i believe in and that's going to be nothing or none other none other jesus none other than the american wildfire experience the awe also known as and housing the smoky generation bethany you have a kick-ass organization over there keep it up and you can find them over at www.wildfireexperience.org go check them out As for the rest of you, you all know the drill. Stay safe, stay savage. Peace.